The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. I'm here. Thank you for being here. Welcome. Triple Eight Seven Two Seven. No, Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety. I got so many. Numbers in my head this week between doing Glenn's show and this. 888-933-93. And then the last time I gave the phone number uh, on Glenn's show this morning, I was like, wait, is it 888 or is it 800? Is it 900 what, what the hell? It, it's just, I'm so confused right now. It's, uh, I'm so confused. one pat is hot I believe. That's what it is, right. Okay. Yeah, we've got operators standing by right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and don't forget, all this week, traffic and weather together every four minutes on the threes. So that's, uh, how's that, how's that's a that special added, added feature. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. It's every three minutes on the fours. Common core. Yeah. Man. Okay. Uh, 888-933-93. Aaron Hatch, as we mentioned, retiring, stepping down after. His term is over, so uh, end of this year, he'll he'll be out of office. And there will be an election in Utah that does not feature Orrin Hatch for U.S. Senate. Thank you. Thank you. Now, all the speculation centers around Mitt Romney running for uh, office. And he fueled that speculation by changing his Twitter location to Utah. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it was before. Was it California? Massachusetts. Was it Massachusetts. Was it Mass? I'm pretty sure. Does he still live in Massachusetts? I don't know. I I think he's got many homes, but hang on. Uh, his main residence now happens to be in Utah. I wonder if that means he's setting up residency to run for office, huh? Yeah, let's see here. Before and so after. he's really fueled things with with by doing that. Yeah, it said Massachusetts. Yeah, until so last night. Interesting. Just a, just last night he changed it, which shows, wow. which has to show that Orrin Hatch didn't call Mitt Romney beforehand, huh? Oh, you know he didn't. So right. yeah, okay. yes, because he would have done that earlier, right? Mm-hmm. You'd think. I don't think they're friends. Okay. Really? Orrin Hatch is a huge supporter of Trump. Mitt Romney is not. Mitt Romney is the opposite of a huge supporter of Trump. (laughs) So that's why Donald Trump encouraged Orrin Hatch to run again. In fact, when when he spoke about Hatch, he said, I... I would like he's going to be some it was something to the effect that Orrin Hatch is going to be your senator for years to come. Well, the guy's a thousand years old. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Of course he's not going to be there for years. Well, he would have been had he won another he would have been there for 6 years to come at least. And so uh when Trump went to Utah, he took Hatch with him on Air Force 1. And I'm sure that was an interesting conversation all the way back cuz he was trying to mm-hmm. keep Romney from running for Senate in Utah. He does not want that guy in office. He wants his yes man, Orrin Hatch, in office. But he's not going to get that uh, after the November election. I think I saw something on the uh, Twitters last night that said that uh, they're going to try to do in Utah what they did in Alabama and get a Democrat uh, in that seat. Oh, there's no way. Good luck with that. Yeah, that, that will not happen in Utah. I guarantee you that. Uh, there's not even... Unless a Matheson runs in Utah, 
he was the governor, a very popular governor and a Democrat. And, mm. and Democrats in Utah are not like Democrats in other places. You know, they're the, they're much more, usually anyway, they're much more conservative than your normal, average, everyday, run-of-the-mill socialist Democrat. <laughs> so, otherwise, you're not going to, you're not going to, although, th- again, things are changing a little bit there, too, because you got the Californians pouring into the state, and that changes the whole mixture. I mean, nothing is implausible in this world anymore. It's true. <laughs> and so, yeah, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be speaking any hardcore facts, because it could have completely changed by now. Uh, 888-900-3393. Also, Congress is bearing, barreling toward a uh, showdown over this Dreamer situation. Lawmakers are locked in a flurry of closed-door negotiations and meetings with top White House officials. They're trying to make progress on an agreement um, on this Dreamer thing. And President Trump wants them to agree to the border wall, border wall because the Democrats are absolutely opposed to any kind of border wall. Well, so he's he's going to give them the concession of uh, the DREAM Act, uh, leaving the DREAMers here, allowing them to stay, not deporting them, promising not to deport them again if the Democrats will go along with the border wall. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Who's going to win that showdown? Frankly, I, I don't think the Democrats and and Donald Trump are that far apart on the Dream Act. I th- I think Trump, for his part, uh, would not would not be against a deal to keep the Dreamers here. But I mean, yes, but. You've also got his ego at play, and since he has talked about the mm. wall, and everyone's like, "Oh, where's your wall? Where's your wall?" Then they're, he's saying, "You know what? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll play that game." And frankly, I like that about him mm-hmm. because Republicans aren't normally willing to do that. Well, why not? Democrats do it all the time. Why not back them against the wall? Uh, so I'm just looking at the at the latest. Uh, yeah, it's just talking about Hatch's announcement, and I, I thought maybe it was that uh, Mitt Romney had jumped into the race, but he has not yet. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that. See if that happens today, or it's got to happen fairly soon, I would think, because he's got a campaign to run. Mm-hmm. The election's in November. You don't want to wait too long, right? Right. Uh, also, an interesting story. Investigators have found some irregularities in the FBI handling of the Clinton email case. Republicans on key commission, uh, congressional committees say they've uncovered new irregularities and contradictions inside the FBI's probe. For the first time, they say they've secured written evidence that the FBI believed there was some evidence that laws were broken. Some laws were broken when Hillary and her top aides transmitted classified information through her insecure private email server. Well, they've said that's not the case all this time. Now, apparently, they found through this investigation that is the case. Uh, Will we ever get the truth from anyone? That evidence includes passages in FBI documents stating the sheer volume, the quote, sheer volume, unquote, of classified information that flowed through Clinton's insecure emails was proof of criminality as well as an admission of false statements by at least one key witness in the case. The name of the witness has been redacted, so we don't know who that is, but lawmakers said he was an employee of a computer firm that helped maintain her personal server 
after she left office. This is such a convoluted case. There's, there's so many different elements to it. It's really hard to keep track. Investigators also have confirmed that the FBI began drafting a statement exonerating Clinton of any crimes while the evidence responsive to subpoenas was still outstanding and before agents had even interviewed more than a dozen key witnesses. <laughs> Did the FBI want to sweep this under the rug and get it over with and say nothing happened? Yes. I think that's pretty clear. The witnesses included uh, Clinton and the computer firm employee who permanently erased her email archives just days after the emails were subpoenaed. <laughs> I'd say that's an issue right there, right? It's a coincidence. Yeah, right? well, it's just, I about? What? I I just hit the wrong button, huh. you know? I mean, I meant to hit send and I hit delete instead. Oh. Ah. Yeah, it's like when Tom Brady destroyed his cell phone. It was just a coincidence Oops. he was under investigation. What? Sorry, not a bitter <laughs> Falcons fan, just saying. Uh, I just, again, will we ever get to the bottom of the Clinton email thing or Benghazi? To me, Benghazi's a, at least as big a deal, if not bigger, a bigger deal. And they're leaving that alone. That seems to have been, that's over. I don't think there will be any repercussions ever because that was, what, six years ago now going on, about like five and a half years ago. And nobody even talks about it anymore. And there was there's plenty to uncover there as to why those why our our people in Benghazi didn't get any help sent. I mean, what was the deal there? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, ninety percent of the United States did not get did not get above the freezing uh, level on um, on Monday, New Year's Day. Ninety percent of the country was below freezing. Mm. And you know what that's a result of? Global warming. Wait, hold on. No. Yeah, global warming. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, can you please follow me here, Keith? I'm going to try. It is so hot Okay. that it swung all the way back around to cold. Really? Yes. That's a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> At I'm least to listen to climate scientists, you would mm-hmm. think so. Because no matter what happens, it's really hot. Well, that's obviously global warming. God. But now it's really super cold, and that's global warming. Wait. If it's about the same, well, that right there, it would be evidence of global warming. (laughs) No matter what happens, they're covered. If there are hurricanes, Uh global warming. If there aren't hurricanes, well, global warming, because usually there are hurricanes. But then when they happen, then that's also global warming. Okay. But I want to know if you've ever seen the rain coming down on a sunny day. Then what does that mean? Because that's like, uh, that reminds that's me of something else, too. All right. Warming. I love it when you lean toward that box after uh-huh. something I say. What do we got? <laughs> you got something brewing for us over there in the old uh, kitchen? If I can find it, it on time. Kitchen? I mean, this is... No, no, but while you're looking for that, I, I, I want to point out that on New Year's Day, the average low temperature in America was 11 degrees. The average... Wait, the average, t- the average in low, the United States? Mm-hmm. On New Year's Day was 11 degrees. Yeah. I mean, we were balmy where I live out in 13 degrees. Uh, but yeah, let me just let me just It was one of the coldest nights in Dallas since we've lived here in 6 years. Uh, it was 15 degrees I think where I was. I know it's so cold that it froze our How cold was it? Sorry. Our water heater system. My wife a couple of years ago bought this cuz we had heater problems and the guy who came out to fix it 
didn't fix it. Instead, he sold her. I was out of town. We were in New York at the time. Mm. And she didn't check. It could be because she went ahead and purchased this waterless heater thing. Oh, no. Which is stupid expensive. But they say it's going to be energy efficient. Mm-hmm. And it's it's going to save you so much money. And you're going to have hot water yeah. endlessly. And this system sucks. Mm-hmm. But the good thing is, it was also expensive. And because of the way it works, it, it has to have a pipe. A little pipe comes out of the house. And it continually drips. Drip, 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 drip. Oh, no. So when it gets really cold in Dallas, what happens? That little drip freezes. And it, it, has, it forms a block of ice in the pipe. And so it shuts down our system and we have no hot water. And so you got to wait till it gets above freezing, till the no. ice melts, and then you can again have hot water in your system. So it froze yeah, the but, other night. But Pat, it, just, it drives me out of my mind. I'm sure it was aggravating, but it was. you saved money, Pat. It was energy efficient. Yeah, except because for I, no. I know when I want to <laughs> take a hot shower and there's only cold water available, I always convince myself, no, it's worth it because I save. Think of the money, the buckets of money that I must have saved. Oh, right. Ah, in the process of that. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to find that that source because I know I read that on New Year's Day that the average low temperature in America was 11. I thought, huh, well, we're balmy at 13. So I don't know where I will find that. And when I do, you will tweet it. <laughs> oh, of course it will. Because that's what you I, do. I'm, they call me Mr. Tweet now. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Ladies they and gentlemen, Mr. Tweet. I give you Mr. Mr. Tweet. Mr. Tweet. <laughs> that's my. I'm printing a sign up right now for yeah, you. That's my new thing because I'm so proficient at tweetage <clears throat> that they call me Mr. Tweet. You were tweeting this morning, as a matter of fact. Oh, like a like a fool. I, I'm a tweeting fool. Uh, there's no no doubt about it. So anyway, let me just finish my explanation yeah, of sorry. this, and then we'll get back to have you ever seen the rain. <clears throat> the climate change alarmists are are still telling people, no matter what happens, that it is due to climate change. So what's happening? <clears throat> Deadly heat waves are going to be a much bigger problem in the coming decades. <clears throat> but so are frequent extreme cold weather situations and patterns. Sure. Why? Because there's some sort of situation where the ice melting <clears throat> causes the heat transfer to go from the water uh, to the uh, air. Mm. And so then the uh-huh. polar vortex becomes oh, unstable about that. and it spills into the United States. There you go. Is that a convoluted bunch of crap? <laughs> and these are the same people who didn't know... That the ocean absorbs heat, and so they had to come up with this report. Carbon emissions also trap heat. Mm -hmm. Today's report shows oceans have absorbed 90% of that heat, raising ocean temperatures by half a degree. Had all that heat gone into the atmosphere, air temperatures could have risen by more than 200 degrees. Whoa. (laughs) Nuh-uh. So global warming is so bad. Yeah. That if the Earth hadn't done its job okay. by having the the ocean observe the heat or ab- absorb the heat, we would be 200 degrees hotter than we currently are. That is fascinating. Rather than 20 degrees in Dallas, Texas right now, we would be 220 degrees. 
and you didn't know that that was the case with the Earth? So how are we expected to believe them on anything when they couldn't figure that little fact out? And these are the people writing your kids' textbooks. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So the... Yeah, here's the actual explanation. As as uh, a scientist named Jonathan Overpeck from the University of Michigan explained it, that this cold, despite warming, is indeed, at least in part, because of the warming. So his theory is that a loss of Arctic ice allows more heat to transfer from the ocean to the atmosphere, causing a weakening of the polar vortex, which is basically how I explained it. Mm-hmm. As a result, more freezing Arctic air is swooping further south. That's due to the warming of the Arctic, which in turn is due to human emissions of greenhouse gases and primarily burning fossil fuels. But we're supposed to believe all of that despite the fact that they didn't understand this occurrence. Carbon emissions also trap heat. Uh-huh. Today's report shows oceans have absorbed 90% of that heat. Wow. Raising ocean temperatures by half a degree. Half a degree. Had all that heat gone into, Had the, all atmosphere, of it gone into the atmosphere, air temperatures could have risen by more than 200 degrees. By more than 200 degrees and we'd all be dead. I wouldn't need this coat that I'm currently wearing, I'll tell you that much. Thank heaven the ocean surprised us uh-huh. by absorbing some of that heat. You're talking about taking one for the team. <laughs> Kudos to the ocean. <laughs> sure, it cost them half a degree, but it saved the rest of us from 200 degrees. And you know what? Next time that your your tankless hot water heater fails, just jump in the ocean, man. Wow, that's a good point. Problem solved. I think we came full circle on Done this. Done deal. Okay. Uh, you know, the holidays might be over, but uh, winter has just begun. And according to studies, the air indoors contains up to 100 times more pollution than the air outside. And, uh, if you're as cold as we are or colder in, in Texas, I know you're not going to want to open up your windows and get some fresh air in. You know, so as a result, we get sick. It's happened to me over the holidays. I got sick. My wife got sick. Kids got sick. Allergies, unnecessary wear and tear on your HVAC system. And uh, costly repairs, or even worse, the premature replacement of the entire system, which can cost thousands of dollars. So there's a great solution. We've told you about this uh, for a while now, and it's it's a tremendous company called FilterBuy. It's America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They carry over 600 different filter sizes, including custom options, so they'll custom make it for you. They're all shipped free within 24 hours, plus they're manufactured right here in America. There's no way to go wrong with this. It's awesome. Right now, you can save 5% when you set up auto delivery. And then you don't have to worry about, well, is it time? When was the last time? Because the filter shows up at your door and you know it's time. Okay? So go to filterby.com. Save money, save time, breathe better. Filterby.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Then there's Pat Gray Unleashed. 888-933-93, which is what you're listening to at this moment. Thank you for doing so. Uh, talking about global warming, which is causing all of this cold weather. I mean, you know, in the summertime, it makes it really hot. In the wintertime, it makes it really cold. You'd almost think it's as it always was, but you'd be wrong because it isn't. Wait, what? 
Yeah, it's not. It's completely different. This has never happened before. It doesn't get hot in the summer and it doesn't get cold. At least it didn't used to, but now it does. Why? Global warming. That's why you see fish swimming in the streets of Miami. (laughs) That's why. Okay. Why? Uh, You remember Al Gore talking about the fish in Miami? (laughs) Uh, Frightening. It's good stuff. And that's why uh, I wrote, well, he wrote this. Um, someone told me long ago, our SUVs have got to go. I know. Climate change killing us. Greenland's melting, as I've said. Pretty soon we'll all be dead. It's true. And there is consensus. So, I want to know, have you ever seen the fish? I want to know, have you ever seen the fish? Swim down your streets on a sunny day. As I've said right here before, the sun is cold, CO2 is hot. I know, it drives up our temperatures. So, a carbon tax is what we need. ExxonMobil Jeff needs to bleed. Are you a climate denier, I wonder? Here's the thing. I want to know, have you ever seen the fish? I want to know, have you ever seen the fish? Swim down your streets on a sunny day. I want to know, have you ever seen the fish? I said, I want to know, have you ever seen the fish? Swim down your street on a sunny day. There are few blades that are making that happen. You notice that Al's got sort of a sing rap kind of style. That's good stuff. Uh, to his music. Yeah. I mean, just it's imagine. Definitely catchy. He would have never gone into the music business if 537 people in Florida had voted the other way back in the year 2000. <laughs> and I mean, he continues to remind us of that uh, to this day. <laughs> So uh, it's a good thing. It worked out. It worked what out for what is that line he always uses? I was a guy who was supposed to be your next president or something like that. It's some kind of, you know, he used to do that all the time everywhere he went. Uh, um, he, I'm the uh, supposed next president or I, I I forget how it works. Yeah. But it's a reference to the fact that he got, uh, that the, the election vote. was uh, selected, not elected. Selected, not elected. Remember that fun? Oh, that was so. That was, was so a much great fun. month. 
or two <laughs> that that dragged on. Oh man, agonizing. <sighs> yep, hard to believe that he could have he could have been the president on 9/11. What what kind of a different world would this have been? Hmm. We would have been planning our bombing raids around the nesting sites of the spotted owl or something like uh, that. Actually, we'd <laughs> probably have gone after uh, oil refineries in Texas. Mm. <laughs> it's what he would have he would have tried to put. Uh, Exxon Mobil out of business, not the Taliban. 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed uh, coming up. We got all kinds of stuff uh, to get into today. Some interesting new possible treatments for Alzheimer's and HIV among uh, the incredibly great potential drugs that they're developing and some of them by accident Wait, actually is the government doing this though surprisingly no oh really no huh. yeah surprisingly okay. pat gray the blaze radio network Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. And our number, 888 93 if you'd like to participate. Uh, was talking about um, some new treatments that, in fact, one of them was discovered accidentally. Scientists were trying to find a cure for diabetes. And in the process, stumbled onto a new medication that helps treat the devastating effects of Alzheimer's disease. This is, you know, Alzheimer's to me is one of the scariest things, one of the scariest possibilities that exist. It just, I mean, it's totally frightening. Not to know the people around you, your loved ones, your friends, not to have your memories. It's it just, what a nightmare. Um, according to a press release from researchers at Lancaster University, there's a new drug being tested for diabetes patients that was found to have significantly reversed memory loss in test subjects. And so they're obviously thinking, well, wait a minute, maybe this isn't, uh, maybe this isn't diabetes, but we can apply it to Alzheimer's. The medication is known as a triple receptor drug or triple agonist reportedly works in multiple ways to protect the brain against degeneration and promote growth. Researchers say that a study of mice being given the, the drug found that the animals had an increased ability to learn and retain memories and they didn't, Wow, that is, they didn't need their GPS as often. Sometimes they could find their way back home without a GPS system. Mice are pretty incredible like that. These very promising outcomes demonstrate the efficacy of these novel multi, multiple receptor drugs that originally were developed to treat type 2 diabetes. I love it when, you know, you're working on something and then you get this pleasant surprise that this might help something else. So great. I mean, obviously, it's it's in the early stages, but there's some hope there. And the battle against HIV, which has been so difficult. As scientists have searched unsuccessfully for a cure, although doesn't that cocktail that they give people now pretty well keep it at bay? In fact, I have heard that Magic Johnson, who announced, I think it was like 1992, it was quite a while ago now, 
that he was HIV positive. They can't even detect the disease in his system anymore. That's amazing. That is incredible. So he's been 25 years now with it. 35 million people have died from AIDS. So for people who developed it in the early 90s and have received these cocktails, I mean, that's a miracle. Uh, And they've said multiple times that they can't even find the disease in Magic Johnson anymore, which seems to be a cure to me. I I don't know what else you'd call that. But uh, new emergency emerging medical science made possible by high-tech gene editing and grant money from the U.S. National Institutes of Health, yielding positive results in the Petri dish and monkeys. So, that, okay, it doesn't necessarily trans- translate to people, but it, it could. It could help... Uh, Genetically modify your immune system so you fight off the virus better. Experiment involved genetically modifying stem cells to produce immune system T cells and other blood cells with a specific antigen receptor. Anyway, a very, very promising Promising, development in uh, the world of medicine. 888-900-3393. Yeah, there's there's so many diseases that... that I hope one day in our lifetime we can look back and go, oh, can yeah. you believe? Because right. think about the things that you discuss with your kids today. Can you believe we used to drive around without phones? But we did. And look at how and, that has changed right. in and, such a short time. And now we can't live without them. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that stuff like this. Me too. Just we can look back and go, can you believe Me there too. used to be a thing called Alzheimer's? It used to be a thing and called cancer. cancer. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? Good Lord, that's If you can find a... a a cure for cancer and a cure for Alzheimer's, you've taken away two of my biggest fears. Yep. Uh, the other one is to have Jeffy somehow fall on me. And uh, so I, I try to stay at a safe distance from him as often. So as hold on. Now I get it now. So when we walk <laughs> into the studio, because it's kind of dark and you yeah. have to watch because there's mm-hmm. cables everywhere. Right. Is that why? Because I thought you stayed That's far why. away from him when we walked in there <laughs> as a team. Just because he stunk. But you're smell, saying yeah. it's the... Uh, no, I'm saying it's the fear of him falling on me. That is interesting. Now I get it. crushing me to death. I yeah. never understand it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. He'll be up here in less than an hour, by the way. Uh, chewing the Fat with Jeffy here on Pat Gray Unleashed. What an interesting name for that segment. You know, when you consider Jeffy falling on you. Why, why would they... Why would that be named Chewing the Fat? I yeah. wonder. It's interesting. Hey, did you take that listener's challenge yesterday on Twitter uh, of, that you should come up with some lyrics for the, for the Jeffy theme song? Did, oh, did you work I, on that? You know, I thought about that for a minute, and then I left and didn't give it another thought ever. But I'll have to do that because I like the idea. Or you could just like squeeze the, the pig down there that's uh, underneath your desk. You know, you could just uh, play that uh, oh, yeah, there it is. during the song. It's too far to reach right now, but, <laughs> but yeah. yes. Okay. We'll work on that one, too. Also, uh, Germany can now fine social network companies for delete for not deleting users' hate speech. So, let's say Twitter um, doesn't delete somebody who says something nasty about somebody else. They'll find the social network, not the person who said it. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 boy, Twitter's going to be busy. Wow. Wow. Uh, The free speech situation in the rest of the world is frightening. Mm -hmm. And it's it's frightening because 
certain elements of that are happening here too. Now, it usually happens in Europe before it happens here. It's almost going on simultaneously. And uh, they've already done this, in fact. A new law went into effect uh, Monday that allows Germany to find social media companies for any hate speech. Now, who decides what's hate speech and what's not? Mm-hmm. That's the problem with that term and, and this hysteria. And they're go- they'll be fined millions. So what does the law say? The <laughs> Okay, there's huge German name for the law. Netzwerk der Sensungsgeizets. Hmm. Now just flow <laughs> off a, your tongue there, you know? Though. It's a 27-letter word. So they, so they call it Nets DG for short. Anyway, that law that hate speech is flagged, and the company can be fined up to 60 million dollars if it's not removed within 24 hours that is absolutely incredible do you know how many people use these networks you know how many how many people uh use facebook what is it two billion now and twitter is three or four hundred million and you got to find every piece of hate speech within 24 hours and delete it Uh, this is crazy and you think, well, they're not going to, that probably won't really do that. It's already happened. After a dismal performance in apprehending culprits of mass sexual assaults, Cologne police in Germany have now swung into full action against a right-wing politician for an allegedly anti-Muslim tweet. Police have told prosecutors to investigate Beatrice von Storch, a senior member of the right-wing alternative for Germany, the AFD party, for criticizing the department for tweeting in Arabic to appease the barbaric Muslim rapist hordes of men. Now, is that a nice thing to say about Muslims? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but are you you're, are you going to find somebody for saying it? Are you going to charge them with a crime? In Germany, the answer is yes. Yes, they are. It is frightening the speed with which this is sweeping the globe. Uh, from... You know, the little snowflakes in college who can't handle somebody coming in with a different point of view than they have to this kind of stuff going on in Germany to uh, preachers who are citing scripture on street corners in Canada and being arrested for it. Canada, that's right, yeah. Uh, And by the way, to answer your question, there's 328 million worldwide users of Twitter. Okay. So 328 million. Yeah. Uh, Facebook worldwide, 1.74 billion. So it's close to 2 billion now. Good grief. That's amazing. But you better get. And you better start monitoring. (laughs) You better get some people on that. It's crazy. (laughs) You can't be expected to monitor everything everybody says and then be held accountable for it. Yeah. So not only do you have. What would happen? That would shut down these services. Oh, yeah. Why would you even have that company? Because you have to not only know they're there, but then make a judgment call on what's hate speech and what's not i mean the definition come on anymore give me a break i don't even know how you how do you decide what's hate speech and what's not can you criticize the government well in america we're guaranteed that right but it's not going that way right now and it's certainly not happening that way in europe speaking of um huge internet companies uh youtube is now saying that uh some of these really super popular YouTubers 
who have become really big stars in their own right. Um, I know with my kids, they know the names of these people. Do you know any names of YouTube stars? I don't. <laughs> I, don't I, I really man. don't. But I am so out of touch. These people who make dumb videos, and we talked about this earlier this week, like the woman who plays with toys, buys a toy, unwraps it on YouTube, and then plays with it. She makes $5 million a, a year doing that. Wow. But I couldn't tell you her name because I've never watched it, but my <laughs> grandkids do. And my kids watch these people who do, I don't know, supposedly funny things uh, on the uh, on YouTube. Well, popular, they're saying popular YouTube stars like PewDiePie, you know him? He is a guy who plays video games on YouTube, and he has almost 60 million subscribers. <laughs> to watch him play and review video games... That's what he does. Made $7 million a year for many years wow. doing I, that. I, I just had a, a genius idea, but continue, please. So apparently PewDiePie and somebody named Zoella are seeing huge slowdowns in their online subscriber growth, signaling that even the top earners will need to look beyond video to maintain their popularity and income. I mean, they've already been living on borrowed time by making money for doing what they do. That kind of money, you're, you're making a deep seven-figure salary. For playing video games, strange, strange. And there can only be so much demand for that, right? So to me, this says less about whether or not YouTube is uh, still a viable way to make money. It says more about the fact that you found everybody you're going to find at hmm. 60 million viewers. Okay, well, look, three seasons have passed that I've been fighting mice in my attic, Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I go up there every freaking day to you should, do something you with do that. a YouTube channel. Right, I should it. grab the phone. Yes, instead of using it as a flashlight, I yes. should go up there and hit the go live button on Twitter and just be like, "All right, here I am again." Yep, you see, they took the bacon, but the trap's not been triggered. Okay, where's my check? You might have thirty million people who love that and subscribe to it and watch you do that every day. You should give it a try. <laughs> It pisses me off that this is so easy for some people. <laughs> I mean, come on. Okay, playing with uh, toys is a is a five million dollar a year business. Playing <laughs> video games is a seven million dollar a year business. Why can't I think of something like that? Don't you why? relive your life and go and go? Why did I get into radio? Oh, yeah. Why did I get into radio? <laughs> Jeez. Triple Eight. Uh, 900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Give me the idea of people stumbling onto something <laughs> becomes wildly successful. I just looked up uh, how to make slime. Okay. Here's a uh, do-it-yourself fluffy slime uh, instruction piece. <laughs> Thirty million two hundred eighty thousand nine hundred twenty-two views, and here's what she does. She, she does. Oh, you can't hear it. 
No, I'm not plugged in there. That's why. Aww. But she thinks it's time to make slime and show you how to make it. And over 30 million people watch that. Wow. And you go to another slime. 6,560,000. I mean, that's almost like slumming it in comparison. 8,860,000. <laughs> could do that in my attic. <laughs> wow. Also, uh, keep it <laughs> tune in today after the show, 2 o'clock. It wasn't enough to do Glenn's show and my show. Mm-hmm. There's also more show after that. Oh, okay. Two Facebook o- Live. 2 o'clock Central, 3 2 Central. Eastern? Might be a couple minutes after 2, but it's yeah. it's going to be right around 2 o'clock, 3 Eastern, on Facebook.com slash The Blaze or Facebook.com slash Pat Gray Unleashed. This will be our first Facebook Live of 2018. Uh, Stu, of course... If you remember. Is he going to be he, here? He, no. He he quit his job. What? Wait. I thought he was on vacation. No. No. He, he quit his job to start selling face cream. Stop um, it. So, yeah. he's It's just made too much money for him. And he decided that it was finally time. You're <laughs> not making YouTube videos. You're right. Selling, it's fa- selling, selling facial, facial cream. cream. So, he's joined Joanna Gaines, who, of course, uh, left Fixer Upper. Wow. And uh, the two of them are selling face cream together. So... He won't be joining us. I did not see that coming. <laughs> I didn't either. Should have. Should have. Talked about it often Because he's enough. like the last one left that hasn't started selling facial cream. But uh, congratulate Stu on his new adventure. I'm sure it's very exciting for him. Hmm. And you can join me, Jeffy, and uh, producer Keith today right after the show. Hmm. Two o'clock Eastern-ish. From my attic. Oh, yeah, where you're Chasing looking mice. for mice or whatever. <laughs> So you still really don't have a, a solution to that problem it's at all, It's getting a little huh? bit quiet up there in the attic, I'll tell you. Um, Do you think they're dead? Are they gone? What have, what have you used? What haven't I used? I tried to be humane. First, I tried to let them live outside. I tried to be humane then, to a mouse, to a rat? I wanted to capture them and then take them to the field. No. What do you mean, Why no? would you do that? Kill them. I kill am now. Kill them dead. Oh, they're dying now. They're dead. So they're... what'd you do to kill them? I gave them little treats. <laughs> little treats of poison? Little poison treats. I mean, one man's poison is another man's treat. <laughs> so, did you use one of the methods that the people called about, or did you? Yeah, find it's something those else? little um, treats. No, they're uh, they they would not take the bait, or they would take the bait, trip the the traps, and, and then I would go up there. And, yeah, Weird. I've tried every kind of trap known to man, and then huh. uh, I think what what did them in now is. Uh, is this uh, this stuff that they nibble on and uh, they go find a place to... Uh, to die? To die, which is probably going to be my wall. So when the temperature wow. warms up, it's yeah. going to be awesome. Ooh, that's going to be a nice, mm. pleasant smell. Springtime. Rotting rat in the walls is yeah. just... There's nothing better. Right above the bedroom is where nothing they better. tend to congregate. It's awesome. Can't wait for that day when it's above 50 degrees. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh, Dave in Ohio, welcome to the uh, blaze. How you doing, Mr. Tweet? Doing good. <laughs> yeah, I heard you talking earlier about uh, with hate speech and they're trying to hate, you know, Twitter and all this stuff where they're trying to really tamp down on hate speech. Well, I actually, if you look at it, you literally legally can hate whatever you want. It's nothing. It's not illegal to hate anything. It's illegal to threaten people or make, you know, would you? I want you people to go hurt this person. But that's illegal. It's not illegal. I hate so and so. I hate this. I hate that. You can hate everything you want. Freedom of speech. It's American. Mm-hmm. Do what you want. Mm-hmm. It's time to basically conservatives start taking this to the courts. 
I know most conservatives do not want to do that. Like, oh, God, I have to go through. No, you have to. This is where the fight's at. This is where they're taking it. That's how they're threatening mm-hmm. people is by suing them, and they're going to lose money and businesses and this, that. Now, it's time to take it. Let's put it in the Supreme Court and see where our freedom of speech really lies. You're right. Nobody, nobody wants to do that, but it oh, is. Oh, well, it's, it's time to do If I was a lawyer, I time. would, but I, I now don't have the money. If I did have the money, millionaire, I would start getting a team of lawyers to start going after these groups, to start putting them, you know, suing them for their hate speech. Yes. But Donna, perfect example. Love to blow up the White House. God, that sounds like hate to me. Let's sue her. Let's sue that women's group that that put on her doing that. Start putting these putting you know these people on the uh, defensive instead of you know letting them go on the offensive. Like and that's what they've been doing for years. It's time to fight them or take the fight to them. It's hard to argue with that. Thanks, Dave. And you're right. We don't like doing that, especially as conservatives. That's not our deal. We don't. You don't want to do that. You don't want to take everybody to court. And you don't want to join boycotts. And we don't want to do those things. But I don't know. Has it gotten to the point where it's kind of necessary? Fight fire with fire. Uh, You know, every time this comes up, Stu is radically opposed to it. Maybe not so much now that he's selling facial cream. I don't know. Sure. You know, we don't see him anymore no. because he's he's doing so well with sea the facial change. cream. It's a stew sea change. He's too big for us now. Um, but he will always say, no, we don't do that. And and it's true. We don't, but maybe we should. Hmm. Maybe we should. It's certainly effective. It works. Jackson in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. How's it going? Doing good. I've got some uh, context. You were talking about YouTube before. I've got some context surrounding... Uh, PewDiePie's recent decline, and it's actually okay. kind of interesting. Uh, back a couple of years ago, he was, you know, he still is, has the most uh, subscriber count on YouTube. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it's close to 60 ago, million he, still, right? Ab- yes, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, two years ago, his channel was still considered a gaming channel. He would upload videos of him playing video games. Did you watch it? enjoyed it. Uh, I did. I don't anymore. What was, let me ask you this. Like, what was the appeal when you were watching him play video games? He's a giant goofball, and he's hilarious to listen to. He gets scared really easily. Yeah, the noises he makes are hilarious, and it's just fun to watch. I don't, <laughs> okay. I'm not a religious. I'm not a religious watcher. Yeah, I don't watch every one of his videos, but you know, okay. There's a lull in the afternoon, and I got time. I'll pop on a gaming video. It's All entertaining. Right. All right. But uh, in the last couple of years, I guess people have stopped treating him like a human, and he's been going crazy, and he's not been uploading gaming videos, and it's more just him ranting about things which is not what his subscribers want. Yeah. They don't want him to be a crazy, angry person on the Internet. They want him to be a goofy guy telling right. jokes, playing games, and they want the distraction from real so life. So he's allowed, like, social media to get to him? Is, is yeah. that what's oh, happening? absolutely. Yeah. Well, well there's, it's, I've heard, it was an interesting theory I heard somebody else say where that was a lot of reasons why, you know, homeless people go insane or they talk crazy is because people stop treating them like a human. And it, that hmm. doesn't only happen to people that are on the bottom. Right. That's people that are on the top. Yeah. Once you're popular enough, people stop treating you like you're a normal person, and they start treating you like this idol, and nothing you can do is wrong. And that got to his head, and he's just lost his mind. Uh, that's interesting. I saw yeah. – I've seen one video from him, and it was – when it came out, I think it was when the news first broke that he makes $7 million a year. And he got all kinds of flack f- for, for that from people. Uh, are you are, are you aware of that time period where people oh, were absolutely. yelling and screaming that he makes so much for just doing these YouTube videos? 
and he came yeah. out and defended himself and said, "Look, this is you know this is what I do. If you don't have to watch it, I'm not going to yeah. apologize because I'm successful at it." Yeah. It's an entertainment show. Yeah, and he's just more popular than other people. Yeah, people so, can be upset that he's popular, but and eventually it it, it got to him, huh? And so he changed his oh, whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. He's appreciate gone. it. Thanks, Jackson. Well, Glenn talks about that all the time. Fame can be uh, pretty difficult at times. Uh, I'm a little heartbroken that he just talked about uh, PewDiePie's um, popularity going down. Uh huh. And today's the first I heard of him. So, <laughs> I mean, you talk about, I feel like I'm on an island right now. <sighs> You've never heard of PewDiePie? I have before? not. Not no. at all. And by uh-huh. the way, what I, I just want to point out, because I know the answer is global warming. Right now in Florida, mm-hmm. it's it's snowing right now. Well, yeah, global warming. Yeah, so I just I just all of Florida where where North, Fo- North, North Florida, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina. Okay, I I just, sorry I just let me know when it gets to Miami. I have ADD. Eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pack Grand Unleashed coming up. Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. Welcome to Pat Gray Unleashed. Talking about these uh, social network people, the well, in particular, YouTubes, YouTube people, the YouTube stars. I mean, they do appearances. They do books. I, I guess PewDiePie just wrote a book that's selling pretty well. They had a photo of a book signing event he was at. There was... I don't know, hundreds, maybe thousands of people there. Wait a minute. People that stare at YouTube videos all day are reading books? Come on. I okay. I, I can't explain it. Okay. But apparently it, it happens. Mm. Uh, Armand in California uh, has an explanation. I was I was wondering, you know, what? why would you watch this? Uh, Armand? Hey, Pat. How are you doing? Good. Um, well, okay, so... I uh, I watch a lot of YouTube videos and I follow a couple of people. And if you're uh, speaking specifically to like video games yeah. or watching somebody play, you know some of these games are really expensive. They're sixty, seventy, eighty dollars. You know, true. And I, uh, if I watch a review, it's three to five minutes. I don't know if it's really worth to spend that kind of money on a game. If if I watch somebody play for like an hour or two hours. I think I can get a better feeling as if, if it's really justified if I can spend this kind of money. Oh, that actually I mean, makes I, sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I watch, um, I play some, you know, Madden, uh, the football, and, mm-hmm. and I watch a particular player. And, you know, he posts a video every day or every two days, and it's a 10-minute video, and he puts like one or two games on. But like the previous caller was saying, some of these guys are, are entertaining and they're funny. And... It's like watching, going back uh, to old school days and going to the arcade and just watching people play. It's yeah. like watching the high score every single time. These guys are amazing. And it's like watching any other program. If you watch, you know, a 30-minute episode of, you know, Big Bang Theory or whatever, it's the same thing as if I'm watching somebody else play. And mm-hmm. mostly it's, it's for entertainment value, but a lot of times I use it for, you know, is this worth 
paying $60 for this game, you know, specifically speaking for, uh, for video games, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, who else do you follow? Anybody we would know or what no, other kinds no. of... No, I mean, I've, I've heard of PewDiePie and some of these other people, but I, I really, I only watch it for a few video games, a few um, political stuff. Like, you know, I, I follow Stephen Crowder and, and Ben Shapiro and a few other sure. people, but I, I don't... Uh, when it you were speaking specifically towards like video games, and I, I think that's like a more accurate description of why I watch some of these guys play because they're really fun. To, they're really amazing at the game itself. Yeah, light years ahead of what I could ever do if I spent that much time. So I get a little bit of enjoyment factor out of watching these guys kick butt, and at the same time, it's like, well, do I really want to buy this game and try to play it? Is it really worth sixty, seventy, eighty dollars? And you know. Yeah, makes sense. A little bit of fun. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, Armelin. That's a good explanation. Yeah, if you you want to you want to understand if the if the video is worth buying or not, I can I can get that. And if they're funny along the way, I guess so much the better. But it's still surprising that sixty million people would watch that on a regular basis, and that it would become a thriving business like that for somebody. I mean, what? What a great country. <laughs> Although PewDiePie, I think, is, is uh, from somewhere else. I think he's European. Uh, 888-900-3393. Also, we have new Alex Jones video. And that's almost like Christmas Day to us. We, we love the new <laughs> Alex Jones videos. Apparently, this one, he's, he's well, watch and, <laughs> and see for yourself. Most of the so-called liberal lesbians and all these groups, they just want to have the guy with the duck's ass haircut and the James Dean outfit. The truth is James Dean wasn't slapping girls around, but they want to be the ones slapping the girls around. And statistically, it shows it. I'm not blaming all lesbians, but it shows that most of these butch lesbians, they want to be the guy smacking the hot chick around. They think that's manly. And a lot of the chicks, they like it. See, because no man will do that to him, and I'm not saying it's good if a man does that, but some women like it. And if they can't find a man to smack them around, well, they found them a girl going to do it real good. <laughs> what? Knock them upside their head. And the that 50 is... shades of gray about the sexy rich guy that's going to chain you up. Of course, you're going to get chained up one time. They're going to put that devil mask or that piggy mask on. They're going to say, now I'm going to torture you for about six weeks. So start begging for your mommy and your daddy. That's what? the liberals. <laughs> They want to get you in a dungeon. They want to strap you down and take a buzzsaw and cut the top of your head off like a pumpkin and pull it off and get a little spoon and go, well, you're looking in the mirror. This is one thing I know they like to do. And they go, I'm going to eat your brain now. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's, start, like to do. let's start at the side areas here because we don't want to take away your sight at the back or your thinking on the front. I'm going to eat your cerebral cortex last because <laughs> I've got power. I love Satan, and I'm going to suck you dry, and I'm going to torture you to death. <laughs> and you're going to follow my liberal orders, and you're going to talk like I talk, and you're going to be guilty when I say you're guilty, and you're going to bow to me. Mm. And I'm going to teach huge mm. hordes of people that we shovel welfare at to hate you if you produce, uh -huh. to hate you if you're good, and to create a total system of collapse. Mm. So I don't feel so bad about who I am anymore after that. <laughs> if you ask me to describe what's he talking about there, uh, I would have no idea. I, it's, I, I don't even know 
So it's, what? What is the point there? Okay, there was lesbians. Yes, there was okay. liberals. They're scooping people's brains Hold on, out. You know what? I should have taken notes, but I think the pathway went something like this. It was a, a birds and the bees lesson, right? Uh, and then it was explaining um, lesbians like lesbians, to smack around other lesbians, lesbian okay. women. And then you're going to get chained up. There's a torture. There's a torture effect there. And then, and then you put on a devil mask there's, there's, there's or a, something. Like a party or something. I don't know. And then we're going to eat your brains. Uh, yeah, they're going to cut off the top of the head and take a spoon and eat their brains. And then uh, you're because, a liberal. Uh, wow. You become a liberal. Wow. Don't question it. Science, man. <laughs> we're done. That is, that's some of the weirdest stuff maybe of all time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for anybody, but you know, Alex. That even for Alex Jones, that was weird. <laughs> that was really, really something. I mean, this you can at least understand. I think what he's saying. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. Okay, so <laughs> he doesn't want them putting chemicals in the water. Not in a discotheque, anyway. You know that that make the freaking frogs turn gay. Now I understand that. I understand this rant. I had a son. I had a beginnings mm-hmm. of a media empire. I was reaching millions of people, right. and everybody couldn't believe it. Ladies and gentlemen, Thomas Jefferson was leading Virginia by 24. Yeah, you're right. And you're comparing Thomas yourself. Jefferson had four college degrees mm-hmm. by 22. Mm-hmm. Thomas Jefferson was designing architecture by 20, building and getting contracts by 22. Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. Thomas Jefferson no, was the leader of the... Thomas Jefferson did not write the Constitution. Thomas Jefferson wasn't even in the country when the Constitution was written. <laughs> details, so, Pat. Details. Details, yeah. Let's not, I mean, don't worry about the facts. Illuminati by 34 worldwide. Okay. Uh, and I don't mean the modern devil worshiper Illuminati. That's the counterfeit of the real, quote, Illuminated. And they were Masonic. Oh. They weren't devil worshipers. They created the country. And I'm not Masonic. I'm giving you a historical fact. Okay. I guess we're done. Right there, we wrapped it up. Succinct. Wow, is that weird? Hmm. That is, I mean, but kind of understandable. All right. His point is, when he was young, he was doing things already. He'd already, I think, I think he dated 150 women or something by the time he was 18. Isn't that what that point was? I, I, I don't know how many of them. Not entirely certain on that. Dungeon with a devil mask, but uh, something like that. Yeah. It's un- unbelievable. Uh, but this lesbian brains being scooped out thing, uh, liberals turning into either liberals are turning into lesbians or the other way around. Yeah, there was a, there and was then a, there's abuse of smacking yeah, there was, around There was women. a James Dean reference followed by um, a physical abuse aspect, uh, lesbians, uh, torture in a dungeon, yeah. a devil mask, right. eating brains, and then poof, you're a liberal. <laughs> That's a hard one to uh, to follow the trajectory. Uh, <laughs> try to map that out at home. Let us know how it works for you, because not sure I get that one. Oh, no, we want that mapped out <laughs> at home. Anybody's home. Good golly. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Nearly a year into the uh, into his takeover of Washington, President Trump has made some a significant down payment on his campaign pledge to shrink. The federal bureaucracy. This is a yet another positive. A shift long sought by conservatives that could eventually bring the workforce uh, 
down to levels not seen in decades. Now, this is the government workforce. So you'll want that workforce being brought down. By the end of September, all cabinet departments, except Homeland Security, Veterans Affairs, and Interior, had fewer permanent staff than when Trump took office in January, with most shedding hundreds of employees, according to an analysis by the Washington Post. The diminishing federal footprint comes after Trump promised in last year's campaign, or now the year before, to uh, cut so much your head will spin, and it reverses a boost in hiring under Obama. Even though Congress didn't pass a new budget in his first year, the drastic spending cuts Trump laid out in the spring, which would slash more than 30% of funding at some agencies, also triggered a spending slowdown, according to officials at multiple departments, which is good. This is exactly what we want. Mm -hmm. I think that the Post considers this a negative, but this is a definite positive to shrink the size of government. The White House is now warning agencies to brace for even deeper cuts in the 2019 budget. (laughs) It's going to announce that sometime during the year, part of an effort to lower the federal deficit to pay for the new tax law. Uh, Now, President Trump has always said that we can pay for a lot of this just by cutting back on on the bloat, on the overspending that we already have. By the end of September, the federal government had 1.94 million permanent workers. That's down about 16,000 overall from the beginning of the year. That's a really good start. Some of these things I I just did not expect him to do. Um, I I went through uh, some of the things I could remember that we've liked about President Trump because I think... You know, if you've been listening for any length of time, you know we weren't fans. Yeah, and one of those things but, that he's slashing are the IRS collections. Nine uh, percent fewer employees uh, at the IRS going to get their money. Yeah. That's great. Uh, and so when you think back on the Supreme Court Justice of Gorsuch, okay. his nomination and and approval, uh, the EPA regulations, the IRS, as Keith just mentioned, the Paris Accord he took us out of, the TPP treaty he got us out of, giving land back to states like utah millions of acres returning it to the states as as it should be um didn't expect that at all the declaration of jerusalem as the capital of israel which nobody had the giblets to do up until uh he did it and he's he's moving the embassy from tel aviv to jerusalem and there have been huge gains in the war against ISIS. So, yeah, I think it's been a pleasant surprise so far. And and did you uh, even mention the tax cut? Uh, oh, and the tax cut, which, you know, he didn't put, uh, he pushed for it. Mm-hmm. And they finally did it in Congress, which is nice. Just gave the troops a, a pay raise. Oh, yeah. Um, wow. Let's see here. We've got, um, I know you mentioned the EPA, and I wrote yes. this little note here. I, I don't have specifics on my note here about the war on coal being over. Uh, what did he do specifically that I can't recall off the top of my head? Uh, how could we not uh, give him complete and total credit for Nikki Haley uh, kicking butt and taking names at the United Nations? Another great appointment, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So there have been some things. And, and Obamacare would have been repealed if not for John McCain. It just it would have happened if not yeah, you actually can't blame that failure on him because he was pushing for that. Pretty interesting. We'll see. I, I mean, so far, better than I thought. 
888-933-93. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Hey, good news! Iceland just made it illegal to pay men more than women. <laughs> Firms that employ more than twenty-five people must now obtain a government certificate demonstrating pay equality or face <laughs> fines. It's great when government gets into these types of affairs. Nothing can possibly go wrong. They become the first in the world to make it illegal to pay men more than women. Uh, Those who fail to show equality will face penalties, (laughs) fines. Uh, The law was announced March 8th on International Women's Day 2017 as part of the Nordic country's drive to eradicate the gender pay gap by 2022. That's a pretty good way to eradicate it. Is make it illegal to do it. This is Iceland? Yeah. Boy, the margin for error up there is so wide. They've got plenty of room to tinker with the economy. Good luck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is this, this is a country that was so bad they couldn't get meat delivered to <laughs> McDonald's at one point. Remember that? Uh, is this also the country that was uh, soliciting uh, users on Twitter? for their constitution. Write our constitution. Hey, for tweet us. us your ideas for a constitution. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> That's one of the best stories of all time. <laughs> We're the Twitter constitution country. Uh, Iceland <laughs> has a population of about 323,000. It's been ranked the best in the world for gender equality by the World Economic Forum for nine straight years. Uh, this all happens after the UK reported a 17% pay gap between men and women in 2017. Okay. there are we, We've talked about this so many times. It is such a fallacy that there's this pay gap that is is being perpetrated against women it's just not the case if you compare apples to apples that's uh men and women who are in the same industry doing the same thing for the same amount of time with equal experience and education backgrounds in a lot of cases the women make more than the men but in virtually every case the pay is equal when you consider the fact that women tend to go to jobs like kindergarten teacher. Well, do kindergarten teachers make $500,000 a year? Eh, pretty much no. No, they don't. Is the risk to bodily harm the same teaching kindergartners as, say, um, drilling for oil in the middle of a field? No, and of course, that's another consideration. Uh, jobs with danger related to them, to doing those jobs, oftentimes pay more. And oftentimes, women don't gravitate to those kinds of jobs. Let's say you're going to be a a nanny for a family. Are you likely to make seven figures doing that? Probably not. No, probably not. Isn't that the minimum? Are there men nannies? Yeah, probably some, but not nearly as many as there are female. So does that help create a gap? Now, how many men take maternity leave? How many men quit their job and go home and take care of the family? Some do, some have. 
but generally that's the women doing that. These are the things that create this perception of a pay gap, but there's really not one when you can, again, when you compare apples to apples, not apples to oranges. I, I don't know why we can't, even, even the Washington Post has debunked this fallacy that there's a huge pay gap. Even they, that liberal rag, has said, look, that doesn't, it just doesn't exist. It's, it's a lie. But you'd never know it. Dagny Osk Eridotter pinned of the Icelandic Women's Rights Association. How many hyphens you got in there? Uh, seven. Okay. The, uh, she said, the legislation is basically a mechanism that companies and organizations evaluate every job that's being done. And then they get a certificate after they confirm the process if they're paying men and women equally. It's a mechanism to ensure women and men are being paid equally. We've had legislation saying that pay should be equal for men and women for decades now, but we still have a pay gap. Yeah, again, maybe you could dig a little deeper and find out the reasons for it. I think that now people are starting to realize that this is a system systemic problem that we have to tackle with new methods. And there's no better method than government intervention, is there? That's the so uh, great. That's the catch-all. I mean, that's uh that's the silver bullet to every problem we have. Every problem. <laughs> there's there's no better solution than the government getting involved in something. Everything gets better. It's like <laughs> every just like time. Snap your fingers. Government's here, and then it just magically it's better. Just magic. <laughs> and yet we continue to ignore things like a female pop star being arrested in Egypt because of her sexually suggestive music video. In Egypt, they arrested her. Now, that is that a woman's rights issue? It kind of seems like it. Nobody pays attention to that. Nobody cares about that. She was arrested for sexually suggestive music. And it's the second time in, the recent, in recent months that it's happened. Layla Amir appeared in an online video called, uh, whatever, uh, Look at Your Mother, which includes sensual oriental dance. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, you can't have that. You gotta lock her away. See now wait, now this is where artists or actors or singers in this country that, that are so far on the left, this would be a cause that's in their wheelhouse. This is where they should be putting their energies to protest government mm-hmm. overreach. But instead, mm-hmm. you've got people pissed off at Trump yeah. just because. Yeah. And you got people trying to fix imaginary pay gaps that don't exist when there are actual problems with the treatment of women in many countries, not just Egypt. Prosecutors in Egypt detained the singer for four days for, quote, incitement to debauchery <laughs> after the clip sparked controversy in the country. Ahmed Maran, the lawyer who filed a complaint, uh, said that the told the local newspaper that the video was a great risk to Egypt. Wow. If your country is in peril over a video uh-huh. made by a singer, you got a pretty precarious country. You got some other issues that maybe you should work on. <laughs> Don't give them any hints in Egypt. It didn't work out so well last time. He said <laughs> these works represent an attack on society and the destruction of the state, hmm. it being an Islamic country. Uh, honey... Shakur, 
president of the Musicians Association, and a male singer known for his conservative stance last week announced that she'd been expelled from the union. Her case comes less than a month after another female pop singer was also sentenced to two years in prison over a racy video. But, you know, where's the outcry from women's groups on this? Well, because it's a Muslim country. They don't care. They don't care. No. No. Again, this is in your wheelhouse. Left. Why don't you take the opportunity to say something? It's not just in the wheelhouse. This is their wheelhouse. This should be their issue. And they, they never, they never discuss it. They never talk about it. They never criticize any country like this what who treats tell, women that way. What do I tell my kids, Pat? Don't try to make sense of the world. You'll just drive yourself insane. And and bring bring you to heartache. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's boy, there's no question that's true. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, other glo- Golden Globes this weekend. I think they are. You're asking me? Yeah. 75th annual Golden Globes are, in fact, this weekend. Hmm. Uh, and so we're going to find out who wins in many categories. Ooh. And I've, I haven't seen any of the movies involved. What do we got? For best, best movie of the year, <clears throat> Call Me By Your Name. Oh, okay. I, d- I did see one of them, Dunkirk. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's excellent. That was pretty good. The Post, which I haven't seen, but I'd like to. The Shape of Water, Mm -hmm. and three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yep, I just saw Dunkirk. (laughs) They they predict The Shape of Water will win. What is The Shape of Water, anyway? I don't know. Oh, uh, I think it's about a woman falling in love with, like, an uh, an alien or something that takes form in water. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I, I'm going to look for the description because it's a bizarre one. Uh, maybe like somebody a, can let us know if they've seen that movie. Like an is up, that accurate? Updated version of Splash or something happening here? <laughs> What's going on? I don't on? know. 888 uh, Let us know if you've seen The Shape of Water. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. Jeffy joins us for chewing the fat. Hello. You seen The Shape of Water? Do you know what that's about? The Shape of Water? Shape of Water. Yeah, it's a Golden Globe it's nominee. A horror story, right? About the, no, it's a it's a fantasy romance movie. Uh, yeah, with the this is not a horror with story. the thing that comes out of the water. Yes. <laughs> In the shape of water, is the water shapes itself into something or yeah. something? Now, right? I've seen a couple of the previews. I and then not, a not... human falls in love with that shaped in thing. I, I guess. I, I think yeah. that's what it is. Uh, and critics love that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm... That's because a- The Shape of Water, I'm, I'm reading this review on it. The Shape of Water is devoted to reminding us that everyone is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you for that for that reminder because we need to be reminded that we sure do. Guys like you do. That's for everyone sure. is beautiful, and <laughs> it's those that we cravenly consider maimed and strange and frightening who will actually inherit the earth. That's See? that's what we learned from this wonderful tale. This gentle, beautiful tale. So this that reminder been, that we're all beautiful. Everything is beautiful. Maimed and yeah, they're especially beautiful. And See, that's what I mean. It's a horror story. This thing comes out of the water, and she falls in love with something that's been maimed. Or not maimed, <laughs> but just is different than everybody else. Right. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. That's different. Yeah, it's different. And we need to appreciate so, our differences and come together. I love this kind of stuff. Glad I don't have to watch that now. It's a creature. Okay. According to this, it's a creature that's both reptilian and strangely human. But it loses its shape if it's out of the water too long. Uh, there's a black and white dream dance sequence and underwater imagery that verges on ballet. This has got to be a what a great movie. This is right up my alley. This is screaming a it Pat Gray Musk scene. Awful lot like a big guy show yeah. you shouldn't see. No, they said it's rated R for really good reason. Yes, I believe that. I, I believe the ballet mm-hmm. probably is not the ballet you're thinking. Perhaps about. not. I don't know, but I will say that. The color palette in the movie leans heavily on greens, ranging from muddy to emerald. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You don't see that very often. No, you don't. And it's no. beautiful to see. Uh, so, that, the shape of water. Obviously, that's going to appeal to critics. I'll bet you that wins the Golden Globe this weekend. That's possible. It sounds like one of those goofy that's movies. Possible. I wanted to see also, aren't they, isn't this where they're, are they wearing black? Are all the females wearing black to this now? Is that what they're doing isn't the globe? I don't know. Are I think they? it is the globe. Yeah, where they're why you know for the, they're protesting you know the harassment and all the stuff. Going Seriously, on in Hollywood. I think so. Oh, I gotta, so I gotta, all I gotta the, read up on it. I don't actresses. know. It might be. I, I, it might not be Golden. It might be the SAG. I'm not sure. One of them. <laughs> there's two award shows coming up here, and the Oscars aren't far away. Uh, there's one of them that they're all you know wearing black and they're trying to make some statement. The females and it's a. Uh, Really, it'll be it'll be really. That is beautiful. It I is. love that kind of beauty oh, as well. And you want to hear some of this? I can't wait to hear the acceptance speeches. No, they and, are good. They are protesting at the Golden yeah. Golden Globes with black dresses. Yeah. All all women, every woman there, supposedly <laughs> going to be dressed in black. Yeah, that's I thought it was the Golden Globes. Yeah. That is beautiful. It that is. is unity. It, thank that you. Is special. It means oh. And fortunately. Uh, most of the men will have their black tuxes on, so they'll fit right in. I mean, they can protest right along. Won't that be fun? Yes. This is a must-not-miss Oh, my gosh. No. Sunday night. I mean, I mean my, d- my DVR miss. is already set. I don't know about yours, but. It, I, it wasn't because I, I didn't realize it was this. It just sneaked up on me. <laughs> <clears throat> and so I'm going to set it as soon as I okay. get Okay. Maybe I'll even call my wife and have her set it right now just so I don't forget. Meantime, what do you have for us? <laughs> well, we got to talk a little, uh, a little Donald Trump, a little Donald Trump news uh, to start, mm. uh, start chewing off. Uh, don't forget that uh, one of the tweets that we uh, failed to mention yesterday. Uh, he had so many great tweets yesterday. Uh, one was, uh, "Since taking office, I've been very strict on commercial aviation. 
Uh, good news, it was just reported that there were zero deaths in 2017, the best and safest year on record. And wait. Which, by the way, that is good news. Yeah, of course it's good news. Uh, but Donald is, Trump is responsible for that? He is responsible for it. <clears throat> oh. And uh, the actor Brian Cranston okay. uh, was uh, pointed out uh, on his Twitter feed uh, yesterday as well, thanking Donald Trump for preventing U.S. commercial airlines from <laughs> crashing in 2017. And he reminded him that your active participation monitoring the flight patterns and safety regulations was greatly appreciated. In 2018, could you please turn your efforts toward preventing wildfires and hurricanes? That's a good idea. That's a good, good idea. Is. And it's a nice request. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Brian wasn't, uh, I don't think Brian was really requesting anything horrible. He wants no, to help people. No, that's a good idea. Yeah. 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 Uh, and we also, we knew that uh, yesterday he was listening to the radio broadcast as because he tweeted out later exactly after what the show. Exactly said. Uh, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un just stated that the nuclear button is on his desk at all times. Will someone from his depleted and food-starved regime please inform me that I, too, have a nuclear button? But it's much bigger and more powerful. It's a much bigger and more powerful one than his, and my button works. <laughs> In other words, my dog's bigger than your dog. My dog's bigger than yours. My dog's bigger than yours. My dog's faster than yours. Well, faster, too. My dog's right. junior cause he gets kennel ration. My dog's Thank you. You and familiar with that, Keith? Or is Coloration that, uh, Ed? Is that, is that past you? I don't believe. My grandfather no? used to play. I yeah. used to see this with my grandpa oh, uh, right. so many years ago. Right, because you were way but, too young. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I, I don't remember that on television. That's mm-hmm. dumb. Mm-hmm. But I, <laughs> I mean, that was a big time ad at the time. Man. Sure. Yeah, it was, actually. Uh, KFC uh, UK and Ireland uh, wanted to uh, reply to this. Uh, and their Twitter feed said McDonald's leader Ronald just stated that he has a burger on his desk at all times. Will someone from his big-shoed, red-nosed regime inform him that I, too, have a burger on my desk, but mine is a box meal, which is bigger and more powerful than his, and mine has gravy. Hashtag nuclear button. <laughs> really funny. Did Love it me. really say nuclear, no, which isn't a thing, no, or said. did it say no, said, nuclear, no, said, what, which is actually whatever, a thing? Whatever I said the first oh, time, that's okay. what it said. You said nuclear. Yeah, that's what it said. So, okay. It's exact, that's what it said. That's the way you, you say it the way George Bush used to. Our, our nuclear. No, don't concern yourself. We're, we're, we're looking into our, our nuclear. Listen, we live in a democracy, fad. <laughs> I can say what I want, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the good things that I think I wish President Trump would just. He's not going to, and I, I I want him to desperately, just to say, I don't want to go to your stupid wedding. We are the rulers. We left you. We broke away from you. Get over yourselves. But he won't because he's pissed and he wants to go. Uh, Barack and Michelle Obama have been invited as special guests to the wedding of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Trump and Melania have not. Oh, boy. Oh, that has started uh, the dun, queen. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, according to a royal expert and journalist, uh, the queen and most of the royal family likely want Trump to stay the hell away. Oh, uh, the, Harry is buds with Barack. And so, you know, he wants, uh, he wants Barack there, no problem. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the, you know, Britain and the queen is like, no, thank you. Uh, when... Is the big event? No, thank you. Uh, coming up in May, I think. May. Yeah, I think that's right. Mm. I'll tell you in a second. Um, but he, uh, you know, he's been having his little battle with uh, with uh, Theresa May. You know, his little Twitter battle, and uh, you know, so while the royal wedding isn't really a a political event, it is. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they're they're really uh, it's a fine line between not inviting the president of the United States and inviting the president of the United States. Uh, I would be see. I wish this is where he would say he won't because he's Donald Trump, and he has to be invited to all things, mm-hmm. and he has to be the center of attention of all things. But I wish that he would just say, "I want to go to your stupid wedding anyway." Yeah. <laughs> He actually might. I, I don't know why you. I mean, he might. I didn't get an, they didn't send me an invitation because I knew I didn't want to go to the stupid thing. <laughs> right. I wouldn't be surprised to see him say something like that uh, if he doesn't get the invite. Yeah. So. Yeah. Melania is busy anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Got better things to do than right. Go to your pretend wedding from your pretend family <laughs> from your pretend royals that mean nothing anymore. Yeah. By the way, thanks for costing British taxpayers a billion dollars a year. That would be so great. <laughs> That'd be so great. Yeah, it would. I hope he does. And uh, by the way, I don't think you want to have anything to do. If you're uh, an adult uh, human being married uh, and you're thinking about, hey, you know that Chip and Joanna Gaines uh, facial cream? Mm -hmm. Uh, That's good stuff. I don't think you want to get involved in that. This is just me talking now. But uh, they announced uh, yesterday that uh, she's pregnant again uh, with their fifth kid. So that that facial cream is jinxed, man. It's magic. (laughs) It is say. magic, all right. It, it is. Do we uh, know who the father is? It is. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, the producer of the show, Bill. Oh, okay, good. Now they're saying it's they're saying it's Chip, but it's really Bill. I don't. I know it's an inside track, and I don't know that's been announced yet. But it's yeah, Bill. It's I thought Bill, it might be producer. your facial cream partner. You no, know, it's the Bill, the producer no. of the okay. TV show. All right, yeah. mm-hmm. he's the one that talked her into leaving. <laughs> How about this deal, though? There's a forty percent chance. Okay, this is just in the works now. A little. Breaking news, a little lingering behind-the-scenes business news. 40% chance Apple acquires Netflix. What do you think of that? Really? The catalyst would be President Trump's newly passed tax bill, all right, which would allow Apple to bring back about two. Apple has $220 billion in cash. In cash reserves. That are outside of the U.S. Yeah. So they could bring it back and repatriate it back into the U.S. with huh. the new tax deal. So they'd have all this cash. Uh-huh. Uh, takes about $73 billion to acquire Netflix. And they'd still <laughs> they'd spend $100 billion, still so have they, $150 they billion. Could, they could buy it for cash. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So they're, who's, who says they're thinking about... Well, they're just. this is just the business, uh, inside business people with all the money because so Apple's, looking to, get in, said. Apple's looking to uh, get into that streaming business. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, Apple is investing in original content. They still need a win. They need uh, a proven appeal, which Netflix has. And it would give a, a huge pool of subscribers to Apple right off the box. Wow. You know, yeah. so it would, yeah. it would be, it would be, this is what the business people are saying that that would be a great move. Now, some of the, you know, some of the business people are also talking about that, you know, Netflix also has a catalog of uh, shows that aren't are against the Apple's family friendly work plan, I guess. But oh. I don't know that that would hold true to production of. Content, yeah, I, right? I, if that's an issue, it's a big it's a big one because almost yeah. everything they produce, almost everything is TVMA or R rated. And, and, and thank you, almost all of it. Thank you. No, not thank, way, you. thank you. I'd like you. to be I able to it. watch some of it, and there's almost <laughs> nothing. And all these shows that are raved about, you can watch it. Bad. Nobody's stopping R. you from watching it. No, I know, I know. Okay, so quit your I complaining. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, that is an issue for them. If, yeah, it is. If that 
if that's true. part of their deal. Yeah, yeah. they'd have to either shut of, that down or right or change their policy. One of the two. And I'm guessing for a hundred billion, you probably change your policy. You might. Yeah, you might. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're strong enough willed to not do that. I don't know that. I mean, it's a, it's a moot point anyway because I don't think Netflix is even for sale, right? And Apple hasn't I don't said know, they man. want it. They just want I, to get into streaming. Somebody, somebody comes to you to the table with a hundred billion. Oh yeah, well sure. Cash, sure. It'd be enticing. Uh, it sure would. I'd take it. You're talking man. with Jeffy, who thinks that everyone is for sale at any given moment in time. Well, but I, I, you come to the table with a hundred billion. Tell me, tell me what you wouldn't do for a hundred billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead. Said. Tell me, tell me, because I guarantee you that that list of mine is zero. <laughs> like that's a surprise to anyone. <laughs> you can... <laughs> and uh, speaking of uh, uh, of money, uh, mm. Mega Millions, no winner last night. Very disappointing. So we're up to over four hundred million. Uh, for I'm surprised Fridays. you didn't win that. That's, but that's obviously why you're still here. I know. Here. Thank you. But Powerball's tonight. Okay. And Powerball. So you won't be here tomorrow. Powerball's at 418 million. Yeah. So tomorrow, gone. Yeah. Powerball's tonight. Okay. 418 million. I'm gone. All right. Now I might still win Mega on Friday. After I win Powerball tonight, I could win both. Be you know over 800 million. Sure. But for sure. How often do they do the drawing? Is it is it once a week or twice a week? Do they twice? It's twice a week. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's a big deal. They're both over $400 million. That's the first time ever. Oh, is it? Yeah, for both of them at the same time, yeah. The, the last time this got really big and everybody was talking that about it. That was Powerball. It was Powerball, and it yeah. was, was it $600 million or $700 million? I think we ended up and one over guy, that, right? one guy won it, right? I think, the, I think the, the highest Powerball was more than that. I think we were close to almost a billion. We were eight, eight or $900 million, right? Are and you the, looking that up, Keith? Because I, I, I think that's true. And the guy who won it. Did the cash payout rather than the annuity? Uh, rather you have than to. you My have gosh. to, yeah, because you're never going to see that you're money. So it never. wound up being after tax, two hundred and eighty million or something, which you know would piss you off to lose that kind of money. It would. It took about sixty uh, percent of the payout, but still, you could make ends meet on three hundred million. I mean, you could try to you'd try to scrape you by know. for a while. It might not take you through your entire life, but (laughs) next week, maybe. Uh, Powerball jackpot now at $460 million. What was the highest? Oh, highest ever. ever. I'm sorry. Mega Millions is 418 now. Are you listening Um, to the But the highest. No, actually, I'm not. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Let's see. Are we we having a show here or are we? Okay. You know what, ladies and gentlemen? What I was doing, I was telling one of the producers in a G chat that that funny moment with Jeffy would make a great promo about how he said he would do anything for money. Now well, back to the program. What would you do for, uh, for um, the largest billion. one ever? Is a uh, 1.6 billion? Yeah, that was the biggest one. That's what I thought. That last one went over a billion. When was yeah. one? When was that wasn't too long ago. August of 2017. Yeah, that wasn't too long ago. That was the biggest one. Yeah. My gosh, 1.6 <laughs> billion. Yeah. How long is that going to last, you, Pat? I'd probably at least a year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd have to take the cash payout, right? You have to. I you think, can't not. Yeah, you do. You can't not take the you payout. Do. And the um, cash payout is usually what? Yeah, here we go. They go about, Half? Yeah. Well, this lump sum uh, was $327.8 million. That's oh, after that's taxes. And the, let's see. Yeah, let's see. Wow. So their lump sum was $528.8 million. But the lump sum, oh, okay, because two, I guess uh, a few people won it, uh, it looks oh, like. Yeah. Go. Oh, good. So, okay, Rope all right, up. so there you go, all right. But anyway, it turned the 528 into 327, 
in a lump sum of that. Well, it's not even worth it now. Right. Why get I, mean, I don't even get out of bed for three hundred and twenty-eight million. <laughs> well, that's what I'm. That's why. I'm, that's why I need the mega and the Powerball together because it's over eight hundred yeah. million. You start talking about just over four hundred million. Are you, you going to remember even... us here uh, when you do? Well? Oh, yeah, I absolutely will remember you. But. <laughs> There won't be any additional payment. Wait, what do you mean? But no. he'll remember. Oh, no, I'll remember. Is that a follow-up? Yeah, is that a follow-up? No, trust me. <laughs> and that is Chewing the Fat with Jeffy. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up in a sec. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, if you're uh, still not sick and tired of listening to me talk all day between Glenn, Is that Glenn show filling in and this show, there's still more. There's still more to hear and do and enjoy you know, and love. I'll tell you what, this place just takes and takes. And I continue and takes. to give and give and give. Uh, but we'll be doing uh, Facebook Live immediately following the show, 2 o'clock-ish. 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Facebook Live. Me, Jeffy, producer Keith. You'll be alerted uh, on your Facebook page. So you can go to facebook.com slash TheBlaze or facebook.com slash Pat Gray Unleashed. Very first Facebook Live oh, that's right. of 2018. It's a very right. special episode <laughs> of Facebook Live. You know, earlier on the, on the radio show, uh, we had that guy call from uh, Columbia, South Carolina. And uh, I was remembering a time when I was in Columbia, South Carolina, home of the Gamecocks, which is agonizing in itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I spent the night there. We were at a, it was some news conference for uh, Amber Alert studies or something that they were putting off at the university. And in, at that night at the hotel in Columbia, South Carolina, was the night that I'm laying there sound asleep and a cockroach crawls over me. And I didn't, I mean, I just felt the cockroach crawl over my chest <laughs> in the bed. And it was about two o'clock in the morning. I just want to let you know that you're awake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Immediately when there's uh, a cockroach during the cockroach you? crawling across yeah. you, and I mean, I tore that room apart. Yeah. Until I found that cockroach and killed him. <laughs> he ended up. He was back in the corner behind this little coffee table, man. I was not leaving that room until the death of that cockroach. I fought some epic battles with cockroaches in the Palmetto State as well. Um, I had one yeah, crawl I across mean, we... my face and wake me up at <laughs> 2 in the morning. And I, I, I'm a light sleeper, man. I grabbed it and I threw, oh, nice. I threw it across the room. I wish I had done that because I might have been able to go light. back to sleep. Yeah. But there was another cockroach wasn't as easy to, to conquer. And that one was at work where I had to drop a box of copy paper on it. And it scurried out. And I had to pick it up, and I had to keep following. Yeah, because the, the cardboard thing. gives. Yeah, the cardboard yeah. gives enough for them to survive a little bit. Yeah, he he had a brain too. He was going back and forth between the. the I mean, well, I've, I've dealt with a lot of cockroaches in, in Florida. You know, a lot of roaches moving into different houses, and in Florida, you know, ants and cockroaches just keep them at bay. You have no idea what a cockroach is until you've used, lived in Houston, Texas, <laughs> and seen cockroaches the size of Volkswagens <laughs> with armament that armament. disallows them from armament? being killed. I apologize. Though. Yeah. I just... Yes. You're smoking joints. I, I've told the you. story before of when we first moved there, and I, you know, I had to go to bed before 
the rest of the yeah, house of because I yeah. did a morning show and got up at 3.30. And uh, so I'm in bed, and I hear this blood-curdling scream from my wife and, and two girls. And I <laughs> race down the of stairs, course, and they're up. standing on the t- kitchen table like this with their arms close to them, <laughs> <laughs> screaming. And I look down, and there's a cockroach there the size of a, a Volkswagen. And I picked – there happened to be a big dictionary – you know, a Webster's Dictionary uh, that was there for schoolwork or whatever, I took it off the counter and slammed it down on the cockroach. <laughs> didn't even phase the cockroach. That all you got? It didn't even phase it. It laughed at me. It laughed. Oh, you must not be from Texas. <laughs> so, yeah, tremendous. there's uh, and there's nothing nastier, really. Is there a nastier bean? I don't know. Not they're pretty than nasty. A cockroach are pretty, pretty nasty. nasty. They are really nasty, and it just yeah. you know there's different types of cockroaches mm-hmm. and different you know different some of them names. fly. Some of them fly. The, the tree yes. cockroaches the are flying great. ones. Yes, yeah, those are those, awesome. those are nice. Those are and special. Humongous. Yeah, those are real special. But it just was that every time I think of Columbia, South Carolina, I just think of that cockroach, cockroach. crawling across my chest at the yeah. hotel room, and I just. It makes me think that I don't want to go back to Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, what do you think of when you think CNN? I think hard-hitting uh, of course. investigative journalism. Hello? Uh, such CNN? As, such as the story they did uh, yesterday on the potentially world-changing uh, revolution. You know, there's a revolution taking place in Iran. Well, But that's not what they were covering. They were doing something much more critical. This was yesterday? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Former President Barack Obama's favorite favorite books and movie choice and music choices. Big big story <laughs> from that, CNN. Was that his New Year's tweet <laughs> or something? On what was... he's doing now, uh, you know, with with his books and because he has some extra time on his hands. He now. does. He doesn't have a gig anymore, so he's got some time to read books. And so they delved into what books he's reading oh and what are his music choices. And so this is why I know that. Harry Styles is one of his favorite artists. Wow. Important news. That is important. They must important still be news. They must still be stoned from the pot bus. <laughs> they got nothing else going on over there. What is going on with that place? So if you want to find out what books he's reading right now, just tune in to CNN because they're on it. Thank you, CNN, for no keeping kidding. us abreast of all of the latest information uh, of what Barack Obama does in his spare time. Critical info. Critical. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. We all know what a terrific agency Planned Parenthood is. Um, abortion is just such a small percentage of what they do. <laughs> Stop with the, they're an abortion mill. Oh, I just, oh golly. Nothing could be further from the truth. Reproductive services, Pat. Reproductive services, women's health mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. Those are the things they do. Adoption? Mm-hmm. I mean... They only did 82 abortions for every referral to an adoption service. I'm sorry, wait, what was that number? It again? was only 82 to 1. That's all the ratio is. <laughs> 82 abortions for every one okay. 
adoption referral at Planned Parenthood. This is a wonderful agency. They're just, they're saving lives. Well, have they taken a few? Yes, but let's not get nitpicky on them. If they save just one life, Pat, then they're worth it. Then it's worth it. They're worth millions of funding from taxpayers. They saved more than one. It was over 3,800 that they referred for adoption. Now, they only performed 321,384 abortions. So... (laughs) Uh, Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. How many adoptions? Uh, this says thirty-eight eighty-nine. Okay. If you multiply thirty-eight eighty-nine by eighty-two, you're not going to get to three twenty-one, are you? It's going to be much more than that. And this is Planned Parenthood USA or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, it's not world. All right, so I'm just I'm trying to find out how many locations there are, how many Planned Parenthood locations in the country there are, because I guarantee you that's. That's going to average out to be about one per. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Let's see here. I'll, I'll get back to you. The The report also reflects a decrease in some of their other services. The group reported 665,000 total cancer screening and prevention services. Now, by cancer screening and prevention, they mean they refer people to clinics where they do those things, right? Because yes. I don't think yeah. they, they don't do cancer screenings at Planned Parenthood. They tell you where to go to get them. So they have 650 clinic locations, 58 medical or related affiliates. Okay, so affiliate. All right. So they have about 700 locations. So so they're averaging, what is that, about four? Uh, what are we up to, five? Five adoptions for each Planned Parenthood Oh, yeah, year? about that. Yeah, about that. Neat. Jeez. 101 non-medical affiliates, so I guess 800, whatever. So every four, four to five adoptions referred for every Planned Parenthood. Unbelievable. The organization also accepted $543,700,000 in government reimbursement. You're working for Planned Parenthood in the killing of babies today. Well over half a billion dollars we provide to this agency. Um, that makes up 37% of its revenue. So, wow, this group is well over what a, put them at about a billion and a half a mm. year they're making because, uh, they churn out these abortions. Uh, the annual report also reflects that some Planned Parenthood clinics closed, which is good news. They have uh, here it is right here. Uh, Keith, they have nearly 650 Planned Parenthood health centers. Okay. Uh, they again claim that abortion comprises a mere 3% of its service. Such a lie. And even the Washington Post gave that three Pinocchios, which is almost their highest lie rating uh, that they give in the newspaper. They give four. They go up to four. They gave it three. It's virtually untrue. It is not true. It's not three percent of their service. Just on it's it's unbelievable. Eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and yet we continue to fund it. So how is it possible that with the Republican majority in Congress and a Republican president, we haven't been able to stop the funding of Planned Parenthood abortion clinics? So we have about four to five adoptions per Planned Parenthood in America, mm-hmm. and we have. 
roughly 500 abortions um, per, per clinic per clinic uh, per year. So Jeez. there you go. I mean, I mean, you, you said the number is 82 to one, but uh, just thought I would break it down for each thank you for doing that for each individual clinic. Yeah. You're you're looking at the local Planned Parenthood, which yeah. you want to keep it at the local level. So that you know exactly where to go in your area well, for an abortion. Well, just every to, time you drive by one in your uh -huh. neighborhood, just know that... Honk and uh, thank them there's, for their... There's almost two kids per day being murdered in there. Oof. Keep driving. Man, when you put it that way, it's, uh, it's pretty ugly. Yeah. And, and sadly, it's, it's a fight that we kind of ceded to the left a long time ago because we were convinced that... That's eh, too argumentative. It's too divisive. It's, uh, nobody, you're not going to change anybody's mind by talking about it. We should not have listened to that. Yeah. Should have fought this battle tooth and nail. And they try to make it like, you know, it's settled. This is settled science, just like climate change is settled science. The Supreme Court decided, so you can't do anything about it now. Wait, you're, you're trying to overturn all kinds of Supreme Court decisions. Like the one that called... Uh, corporations individuals because corporations are made up of people in them and they should be able to have a say in politics you want to overturn that but the abortion stuff the roe v wade is that's sacred to them i, I, I can't for the life of me figure out why i guess there's a lot of money to be made in abortion there's a lot of power to be had because abortion groups like Planned Parenthood support all these Democrats. But, it, wow, it's hard to imagine that it's that important to them. That they're willing to sacrifice the lives of 53 million babies since 1973. 53 million. Think about how many voters that would have been for the Democrat Party. Think about how many, you know, uh, African Americans lost their lives in that. It's a staggering statistic in that there are more abortions in New York by black women, mm. black women having abortions than actually delivering live babies. Mm. It's hard to believe, and not, but it's true. Not only the lives that were terminated, but they would have procreated as well. And so those right. are generations that will That's never true. exist. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's sobering. 888-933-93. Also, big battle now between uh, Steve Bannon and Donald Trump. Bannon actually, apparently in a new book that's coming out, let's see, hours after. So just some excerpts have come out so far of the interview with Steve Bannon in this book. The book has not yet been released, but when it is, wow, all heck is going to break loose. Bannon has called uh, Donald Trump and his family treasonous in in this uh, latest book. What he did with the Russians or what his camp, what his people did with the Russians, he called it treason. Uh, so <laughs> Donald Trump obviously has uh, responded to this because he's not going to let that stand. said, Steve Bannon has nothing to do with me or my presidency. When he was fired, he not only lost his job, he lost his mind. <laughs> he went on to discredit uh, Bannon, who took over as CEO of Trump's campaign in the summer of uh, 2016, saying that he had very little to do with Trump's presidential victory, but could be blamed for Republican Roy Moore's Senate loss in <laughs> deep red Alabama. 
<laughs> You'll love it. Uh, that's the thing about Trump. He just doesn't take any criticism lying down. It doesn't matter who says what about him. He's going to respond. If it's negative, he's coming after you. And listen to this little nugget uh, from from Trump's statement. Uh, Steve pretends to be at war with the media, which he calls the opposition party, yet he spent his time at the White House leaking false information to the media to make himself seem far more important than he was. And see, I always blame Rance Priebus for that. But Trump himself is saying that Bannon is the leaker. Well, now, yes. Okay. (laughs) He's never said that before, to my knowledge. It is the only thing he does well, Uh, Trump says of Bannon. Steve was rarely in a one-on-one meeting with me and only pretends to have had influence to fool a few people with no access and no clue whom he helped write phony books. (laughs) You're president of the United States. I'm surprised he hasn't cl- claimed that Steve Bannon was always in his office begging for money like a dog. Because that's one of his favorite lines. For any, anybody who criticizes him, yeah, just a short time ago, you were in my office begging me for money like a dog. That'll be tonight's tweet that he steals from you. <laughs> if that comes out tomorrow, you know, you know for a fact, because it'd be two days in a row. He said exactly what we said on the show. So great. Good stuff right there. Again, you kind of have to admire this because I'm tired of taking the nonsense from the left. I'm tired of, of being beat up. uh, And then there's no response from, from the Republican party. The Republican party can't defend themselves on anything with anyone. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump is coming after you. (laughs) If you start saying things he doesn't like, he is going to come after you. And again, I, I that's part of why he was elected, because he'll do that. And we're just sick of the we're just sick of it. We're tired of the rhetoric. We're tired of the media getting away with anything they, they want to get away with. We're tired of them spinning every story to their advantage. We're tired of them changing the language to change our society. And, you know, now we've got somebody who's fighting that battle. We got somebody in the war and it feels pretty good even to me now. Where, obviously, yes, I was not a supporter during the campaign. But, uh, you know, some of this is pretty intriguing. So it'll be interesting to see how how uh, over the next couple of because you know this isn't it. He'll probably tweet about <laughs> Bannon all day long. <laughs> I know. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We have to have a cutoff. Let's have a cutoff at the start of your show tomorrow at noon Eastern. And I'll keep track of this. But what is the over under a number of tweets that Trump will mention Steve Bannon or refer to him in some way. I'm going to say, put it at five. That's, or, that's exactly where I was going to put it. So, so how five. would you bet over or under? You got to pick one. Can't uh, pick one. I'm going to say over. Let's go. I'm going to think we're both going to go over. Yeah. Okay. So, so we, we we're up to one now. So <laughs> he's only got, he has five more, five to, go. more to go. We got this. Oh, we got this. So we're in the money at six plus triple eight, nine hundred thirty three ninety three more Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.
Pat Gray. Welcome. Pat Gray at least. Triple eight. 933.93. We're just talking about the 82 to 1 ratio of abortions to adoption referrals at Planned Parenthood. But don't, don't worry about it. They're not an abortion mill. We should continue to fund that to the tune of $543 million a year. Because you want the nation's largest abortion provider to be paid for by your tax-paying dollars. And they continue to cite the lie that they're not about... Abortion is just 3% of what they do. Uh, Representative Carolyn Maloney, when Congress was trying to defund them, or they talked about it, they could have done it easily. Um, But there was a few Republicans who actually signed a letter of support of defunding Planned Parenthood. So Maloney said, all of the signatories of this letter are men, none of whom will ever get pregnant or need a cervical screening for cancer or a mammogram or a pap smear or other life-saving services that are provided by Planned Parenthood. Yeah, those services aren't, many of them are not provided by Planned Parenthood. Mammograms, for instance, you can't get a mammogram at a Planned Parenthood clinic. They don't have the machinery. They don't have the know-how. They don't have the doctors. They don't do mammograms. What they do is tell you where you can go to get access to a mammogram. Isn't that called a phone book? (laughs) Yeah, or Google. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm old. Uh, You know, jeez. 888-933-93. Let's go to Barbara in Ohio. Barbara, you're on the Pat Gray program. Hi. Hi. Um, several years ago, I was visiting a friend of mine out of state, and she worked at a Planned Parenthood uh, place. Mm-hmm. She was a nurse. And one time we were leaving her uh, condo, and I made the comment, boy, you have a lot of policemen around this neighborhood all the time. You have good you know, coverage. And she says, oh, that's because I work at Planned Parenthood. She says, we, you know, we've been threatened. So she says, they, they uh, ride by our, my house a lot. And I said, well, did you ever stop to think that maybe you're doing something? If, if you have to be protected and have special services from your local police department, then maybe you're doing something wrong. And she said, oh, no. She said, and then I heard the whole routine that you've gone through, about 3% mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it, it's always bothered me to think that our policemen have to waste time on stuff like that. Yeah. Because they've got other things they can be doing. Yes. So I just wanted to get your opinion of that. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks, Barbara. I, You know, they shouldn't have to be. Th- uh, hopefully people, pro-life people, uh, don't, you know, it would be ideal if there were if there were no people on the right side of this issue who uh, issued threats to people who work at Planned Parenthood clinics, but I, I think there are some fanatics who who do that, and you know I don't blame that on the Planned Parenthood people, um, but because it's despicable if you're threatening the life of somebody because of this. What what are we trying to protect? Life, and now you're threatening life. It's silly. It's ridiculous. It's insane. But the, I, th- I also think that the perception that, you know, Planned Parenthood workers are in danger or, you know, the abortion clinics being bombed, as we hear about all the time, uh, that's way overblown. Has it happened? Yeah. But when was the last time 
I don't know. That abortion doctor was killed a few years ago. Um, I think Bill O'Reilly referred to him as Dr. Death or something. Yep. Remember that? Yep. Kansas, right? And and so what year was that? Oof. Should We should look up uh, how many abortion clinics uh, have been bombed <clears throat> and... Let's see, from the, oh, the National Abortion Federation should be interesting, these statistics. Let's see, we have uh, two, four, six, seven dates in history where there's been actual murders uh, between 1993 and 2015. One, okay, yeah, I have attempted arson. So you're talking about actual... Actual death. Where somebody was actually killed. Seven people. Seven, seven people seven have been doctors. killed since when? All right, let's see. We've got, um, hold on hold on a second. We've got eight people. We've got a doctor, two doctors, three, four. Okay. Uh, we've got four doctors. We've got a security guard, two receptionists, mm. uh, seven, and then three employees. So we got 10. So you can count on two hands the number of uh, people killed um, since for being, uh, what's that? Since when? Since 1993. Since 93. So 20 years after Roe v. Wade. Okay. Um, so, yeah, there you go. So we got 10. Um, and, and this does not diminish their lives one bit. Uh, no, of course it not. Like this. Of course We're not. just pointing out the dichotomy between the abortion and the anti-abortion um, uh, violence, mm-hmm. right? Uh, inspired violence that, that have driven people to kill that mm-hmm. are crazy people, obviously. Um, 10. And how many millions of little babies have been <laughs> 53 murdered? million. 53 million. So somebody's uh, on the uh, worst side of that issue. Although, you know, again, you can't, obviously, you, there should be no violence against the workers nope. at clinics. There should be, shouldn't be burning down the clinic. We have to do this legislatively. We should be working really hard every single day of our lives to overturn Roe v. Wade. Nobody has the the giblets in Congress to even talk about doing that, though. And I, Almost nobody. Right. And I think our point is the passion that people that are pro-abortion have right. for upholding that that act. It's almost that, psychotic. Right. It, it, you know, they, they, they want that to continue. And then they, they point out these 10 cases. Uh, you know, they lean on these. But they don't have even for a nanosecond the thought that there's a baby that's being that the life of that child oh, they is being less. snuffed out. And, then, and by the way, I think it's absolutely ironic that the state of Oregon on January 1st, one of the many fun laws that just went into effect for Oregon, were um, uh, providing abortions for illegal alien mothers. Oh my uh, gosh! And, and, but I thought I thought liberals wanted um, children of illegals to live free in America. Yeah. But they would have to be born in order for that to happen. Is that not true? So, yes, it is. Okay. Keith. All right. So I just. I, just, I, no, little, I think you put your finger on something. A little ironic. But here's how bad it is. It is it is so ridiculous in this in, in this fight to have abortion free and available to everybody at all times during the entire run of the pregnancy, not just in the first trimester, but they they want unrestricted access to abortion. It's so bad that they won't even admit what is growing in the womb is a human being. They won't even give you that. But let them at it. 
Uh, do you remember when Debbie Wasserman Schultz was <laughs> pushed about her own child, her own children? Listen to this. You have three children, correct? I do. What are their ages? I have twin 16-year-olds and a 12-year-old. And in your opinion, were they human beings before they were born? <laughs> Great question. You know, I believe that every you woman know, has uh-huh. the right to make their own reproductive choices. Wasn't the question. What did you believe about your children, though? That I had the right to make my own reproductive choices, which I was glad to have, a right Good which golly. I was proud to have. So were they human beings, or yes, just yes or no? They're human beings today, and I'm glad that I had an opportunity to make my own reproductive choices as a right that every woman has and should maintain. That is astounding. You can't even, you can't even admit that what was growing in your own womb was human. Until after it came out. Surprise! Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! There's a human laying here now that wasn't there a few minutes ago. Huh. <laughs> I thought I was just putting on weight. <laughs> I, I didn't know if what was in there was uh, yeah. excess food material, sure. a Volkswagen, How was it... You? Cutlery? I didn't know what was in there. I think a good follow-up, although that was great, <laughs> that was great by the interviewer, would have been... Hey, uh, did you have a sonogram while you were pregnant? Yeah. Just curious. Did you ever see the heartbeat? Did you ever see <laughs> you hear that? Yeah. the baby move? Mm-hmm. Did you ever feel did the baby feel move? <laughs> uh, the, I mean, the fetus, the tissue. Did the tissue ever move inside of you? I thought it was an angry well, It moves now. It moves now. Yeah. They move now. Mm-hmm. That's how ridiculous this has gotten. It's an angry stalk of broccoli kicking around <laughs> in there. That's probably what it was. And it's a reproductive choice. It's not, it's not abortion. I mean... A reproductive choice? Wow. <sighs> so then you have to wonder, uh, uh, you know, why don't they feel like, why not subscribe to the theory that uh, Peter Singer does, who works at, is it Princeton? Yeah. Who believes that until you're conscious of who you actually are, what your name is, and you make them your own choices in life, so like two to two and a half years old, you can still be aborted. You're not really a human yet until, you know, you're kind of moving around doing your own thing. That's his, that's, that's his theory. That's his philosophy. Uh, but, you know, is it, is it so far-fetched from the fact that they won't even admit that a, a fetus is human? No, it's not far-fetched. Making their own reproductive choices. Ugh, man. Uh, Triple eight. 900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed uh, coming up here. We also have more on the tweets from Donald Trump and Steve Bannon. Quite a battle brewing there. <laughs> Man. Uh, Steve Bannon's thoughts are that uh, Don Jr. is... Donald Jr. is utterly and totally screwed. He thinks the Trump Tower meeting was treasonous and unpatriotic. Uh, he also believes he would have conducted the meeting, not just at a Trump Tower. Uh, he seems to take out Breitbart in his discussion, his own publication, which is strange. And he uh, he talks about other members of the Trump family, like uh, Kushner, who is his daughter's husband. And he thinks he's a greasy piece of stuff interesting pat gray unleashed on the blaze radio network
Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. Your thoughts, feelings, suggestions, uh, arguments, whatever. Uh, we're talking about uh, this Planned Parenthood situation where 82 to 1 ratio on abortion to adoption referrals. That's just not what they do. They're not interested in 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 the lives of babies. They they don't they don't care, and that's pretty evident from the fact that they'll even sell the body parts, which we've seen, and we can't even put a stop to that. How bad are we as a society if life means that little mm. to where we allow them to continue to sell parts of babies who've been aborted to uh, whatever company wants them? It's just, it's sickening. It's despicable. Uh, But wow, are the Democrats, they are so passionate about keeping abortion alive. I don't even understand it. Who does it affect the most? Minorities, the poor. And they'll tell you, well, if, if abortion ever becomes legal, we'll have all these back alley abortions. Stop it. How many back alley abortions? I, I, is that worth the lives of 53 million people over the last 40 years? 888 Matt in Minnesota. Uh, you're yeah, on the blaze. Hey. Hey. It's your uh, favorite gay liberal calling oh. in again. All right. Um, this one we actually uh, do disagree on since I am a pro-choice liberal. Okay. And uh, I want to... I guess maybe explain my position a little better and just uh, I don't even know if debate's the right word, but just kind of have a conversation and maybe ask each other some tough questions and Mm -hmm. just kind of see where it goes respectfully. All right. Um, So I and I do not speak for all liberals at all on this though i think with you talking to you guys the few times i have before i think we've learned that uh, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so i hope i've gained a little credibility with yeah. you guys yeah um, but i make the difference between um like the difference for me comes down to when can the baby live on its own without being attached to the mother so you have a unified life becoming two and i know with technology earlier earlier and earlier in the pregnancy uh we are able for babies to do that but Mm -hmm. i i personally am pro-choice because i say it goes from having potential for human life to being human life at that point in time. And I know that you and I'm sure many on the right will disagree with me on that or have a different take on that. Definitely. Um, Yeah, definitely. But for for me, that's where I'm kind of pro-choice. And if we take it to a spiritual level or a religious level and you ask me when does the soul you know begin enter the body ask, yeah right right that i actually can't give you an answer on 
I'm still thinking and learning and processing that. So, Matt, it, when there's a heartbeat, is that life? I would say there is potential for life. Wow. With a heartbeat, there's only potential? <laughs> really? Because, because I mean, you know heart- it's not a fork if there's a heartbeat, right? Forks don't have hearts. That's true. <laughs> okay. Um, so what would you what would you call it when a being has a heartbeat? What is I that? Would say it has potential for life because the heart forms before wow. the brain does. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. It, when there's movement, is there life? Ah, uh, that there probably is. Yeah. Um, or, or there is. I again, it, it's. I'm not denying that there's not life, or I'm not saying it's like a fork or a Volkswagen or a <laughs> yeah. turn into one. I'm okay. not saying that at all. Not trying to say that at all. Uh, okay. Um, I, I'm saying that. So if you took the baby, to use your term, out of the womb when it was still what a lot of liberals and myself would normally consider it a fetus, though I have liberal friends who consider it a fetus to even well into the third term, and I do not mm-hmm. agree with that or support that at all. Okay. Um, but if you took it out of the mother, say, in the first six weeks of pregnancy, mm-hmm. that baby would not be able to live by itself. Yeah, prob- with- probably not. Probably not at this point. But at some point, they probably will be able to save a six-week-old baby. And, Pat, that is the day I will be against all abortion. Okay. Well, I mean, at least that's something. At least that's somewhat a reasonable stance. But the stance of, uh, I want a woman's choice to remain her choice and about her body right up to and including just before birth. I mean, that oh, is, you, that's insanity. You, me, and at least half of the liberals I know in my personal life are all on agreement on that. Yeah, I think and I the think the partial birth abortion uh, opposition is about eighty-five percent. And I but, have no problem saying that partial birth abortions are sick and disgusting. Yeah, and should not be tolerated. Yeah, you and I are on total agreement on yeah. that. Yeah. So there's there's room for me to grow at least on here, and it's why I listen to you guys. It's why I talk. Uh, to you guys, why I call in. Yeah, and it's, you, you're reasonable about it, and we, we always appreciate that. Uh, thanks for the call, Matt. Um, and you're right, we disagree on that, because I, I believe life starts at, at conception. And choice begins uh, when you're having conception as well, or when you're, when you're involved in the process of conception. If you made the choice to have sex, you know what the possibility is. And that was your choice, unless you've been raped, and that's a different thing to me. Uh, you know, there are, maybe you talk about that then. I, I still don't think that abortion should be legal then. Um, but the, it's a different matter if a woman's been raped. 
Uh, and it's it's a different matter. It's a completely different matter if the woman's life is in danger. Because if it comes down to the mother of my children or 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 the fetus or the baby, I'm going I'm to choose the mother of my children. And I, I don't I don't know how you I don't know how you do that. Um, but most most women who are are pro-life won't even allow that. They'll they'll say no even then. Uh, and we've seen that happen many times. And there's almost no case anymore, though. It's it's not 1865 anymore. There's no there's almost no case where an abortion is necessary because a woman's life is in danger. Death at childbirth just is. I mean, it's pretty rare, and we've almost we've almost eliminated it. So uh, that excuse is almost off the table for for uh, for li- liberals in the left. Triple eight. 933.93. Steve in Iowa. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hello, gentlemen. Hey. Glad to hear you guys today. Hey, uh, one real quick point, which is uh, Keith is doing some math, and I did some math when uh, he got done. If we give them 500, if we give Planned Parenthood $543 million for 650 clinics, that comes out to be about $835,000 per clinic that they're getting subsidized. That yeah. seems like a big number to me. Yeah, it is a, it is uh, a big number. That, that's that's point number one. It's that's an astronomical number, especially for some of the sizes of the clinics and the communities that they're serving. Definitely. Uh, point number two. Point number two. Pretty quick. Um, what what I'm learning is that liberal logic is completely siloed. On one particular issue, they have a set of logic, and on a separate issue, they have a completely different set of logic. For instance, in this case, uh, when it comes to abortion, they're pro-choice. Yes. When it comes to the environment, when it comes to the environment, and they're 100% pro-choice, choice, 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 choice. Uh-huh. When it comes to things like the environment, they're all into taking away your choice. Yes. Uh, they want, want to tell us what we can regulations. eat. Yeah. So yeah. you don't get a choice there. Right. But you have to have the choice when it comes to abortion. Yes. And, uh, every once yeah. in a while, I like to uh, so it, just think about it. Um, force them into a difficult situation. Uh, they like on-demand abortion. Um, and they like abortion for selection of sex. They can you can abort a Down syndrome baby. Oh, yeah. But if you had a genetic right. test that said that your child was going to be gay, could you abort that child if you didn't want a gay child? <laughs> of course not. And it, no, of course of, not. well, I, it's hard to know for sure it with is. them. I don't know because that's yeah, a they're... whole other set of logic. Anyway, all all that to say, each issue comes with its own set of logic, and they don't have to match up. And their their set of logic on any issue is the only way to think about it. Really true. Thanks, Steve. You know that's that's an interesting point. If you could, because they say you're born with it, right? You're you're born with your with your sexual preference. Mm-hmm. It's it's not something that develops. It's not environmental. It's not anything that happened to you during your childhood. You are born that way, unless you're a frog. So in Alex right. Jones' and world, if you're a frog, why it's the stuff in the right. water? But I don't want to distract you. Yeah, let's not okay. let's not get into that because we're not talking abortion and frogs. Yes, They'd never be in favor of that. Sure, just abortion with humans. If you said let's let's start aborting puppies, they wouldn't be in favor of that. <laughs> I know. Uh, so <sighs> if it if you're born with it, obviously you could one day perhaps. Find a test, find the gene, find the cause, and then you could discover it in utero. Mm-hmm. So, Uh-oh, wait. if you don't want to have, but why would you want to have an abortion if the person is gay? Uh, but let's get beyond that. Would would you be in favor of abortion if you knew your baby was going to be gay? Wow. That's really that would be 
That's when you watch a liberal's mind explode. And I'm going to throw another hand, uh, hand grenade in here. Uh-huh. Why would you want to eliminate the choice of your child to choose whatever they want? Whether they, they may be a boy that later goes on to identify as a girl, don't take that choice right. don't away. Don't take it from them. Mm-mm. No. Because you just have taken their choice away if you take their life away. Just saying. <laughs> uh, Brad in North Carolina, you're on the blaze. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. Um, real quickly, just wanted to jump in and uh, mention that abortion is my issue. It is something that I think it's that and the sex trafficking and uh, sex um, child sex slavery around the world. I think those are the two most absolute pivotal issues of our time. Yeah. And um, uh, Ben Shapiro and uh, Stephen Crowder are great on this issue. And Stephen Crowder has done a new segment now where he will go to a college campus and he'll set up just a, a table with a big sign that says, I am pro-life, change my mind. And people will sit down with him and have a face-to-face, honest, civil discussion and actually discuss the topic itself. And it's brilliant because, one, it humanizes both sides. So you see a person, not just an issue or an opposition. Mm-hmm. And also, he actually presents arguments that you can tell the pro-choice, pro-abortion people have never considered before. And you see the mental gymnastics and the hoops that they have to jump through simply to try and validate and rationalize their own intellectual conflict. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. And they're very honest, intellectual, high-minded conversations, very civil. And you can just tell that one side is very emotional in their argument. And Stephen Crowder presents facts and evidence and says, if you believe this, then you have to believe that, correct? And you can tell that they are just navigating this ocean of confusion for this 20-minute conversation, and it is amazing to watch, and I would highly recommend just um, anybody out there who's curious about details of the issue, just Steven Crowder, pro-life, changed my mind. Okay, appreciate it. Thanks, Brad. Uh, 888-900-3393, more Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. And the fun doesn't end in seven minutes either. It doesn't. (laughs) It just keeps going. Uh, Facebook Live coming up in about 15 minutes. Live with uh, me, Jeffy, producer Keith, at facebook.com slash the blaze or facebook.com slash Pat Gray Unleashed. 2 p.m.-ish Central. Central. Mm -hmm. 3 p.m.-ish Eastern. Yeah, we got a P, you know. <laughs> they come back that. and do this. Thank you for that. I just honest. Yeah. Uh, we'll continue any conversations that we uh, might have missed during the show. I can't imagine we've missed anything today, <laughs> except for the Nikki Haley situation. Uh, she is fantastic. I I love her as UN ambassador because we've never. Well, okay. Uh, what's his face? John uh, John Bolton. John Bolton. Good. Uh, was a a very good. Uh, although I don't know if he's as good as, no, as I, Nikki I, Haley I has been. That. No, I don't think so. 
Listen to her calling for an emergency U.N. session over the protests in Iran. This is something that was not done. It was an opportunity missed during the Obama administration in 2009 when a similar situation developed. They were protesting the oppressive regime. They had had enough. And yet, the silence of the U.S. administration, not adding any help, not sending any aid, not encouraging them to continue this to, well we're here for you we're gonna we're gonna help not a peep out of the united states of america and it was squashed it was put down so uh nikki haley has called for an emergency u.n session over the protests here she is the international community has a role to play on this the freedoms that are enshrined in the united nations charter are under are under attack in iran mm-hmm. dozens have already been killed hundreds have been arrested If the Iranian dictatorship's history is any guide, we can expect more outrageous abuses in the days to come. The UN must speak out. In the days ahead, we will be calling for an emergency session, both here in New York and at the Human Rights Council in Geneva. We must not be silent. The people of Iran are crying out for freedom. All freedom-loving people must stand with their cause. The international community made the mistake of failing to do that in 2009. We must not make that mistake again. So she's saying that all freedom-loving people should be calling out for this. Uh, it's wasted <laughs> breath at the UN. True. Those are not freedom-minded people. But now you've got the Secretary of State, um, the UN ambassador, and the president himself all on record as supporting yeah. the Iranians. Uh, She also explained why the U.S. is withholding aid from Pakistan. Here's what she had to say about that. You have all heard that President Trump's comments um, made about Pakistan. The administration is withholding $255 million in assistance to Pakistan. There are clear reasons for this. Pakistan has played a double game for years. They work with us at times, and they also harbor the terrorists that attack our troops in Afghanistan. That game is not acceptable to this administration. We expect far more cooperation from Pakistan in the fight against terrorism. Thank you. The president is willing to go to great lengths to stop all funding from Pakistan as they continue to harbor and support terrorism. Tommy, this is brilliant. This is great. And this is just common sense that that we are just lapping up because it's been so long overdue, stuff like this. So long overdue. Yeah, stopping stopping aid to Pakistan and stopping aid to Planned Parenthood. Uh, Those are both long overdue. Uh, Daniel in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey. I'm going to get right to this. I have a... I, I have something to say about the whole when is when is a human life a human life? Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm going to lead with my bias. I'm a Christian. Anybody listening can take that however they want. But okay? uh, me and my ex-wife, we were not able to have children by natural means. We needed some pretty steep uh, medical intervention by means of in vitro fertilization. Okay? Mm. The first two rounds failed entirely. The pregnancies didn't hold. Okay, the third time, you know, we got our son, and he's awesome. The fourth time, we went we went back because there were 16 embryos left over from when we got our son, and we wanted another child. So they 
took them off. Of, they, they, we they took those off. Off. Of, ah, pardon me. We had, we stored them on ice until we had enough money to do it again. Okay. When the time came. We traveled to the doctor. They took them out to develop them longer, and so that they could transfer the most viable ones. They were figuring we might get between two and four. When we went in on transfer day, there were zero they considered viable. The doctor told us, save our money, don't bother. But for no logical reason at all, my attention kept being drawn to embryo number 11. And you know, I just could not shake the feelings that out of all the embryos there, that one, at a minimum, that mm-hmm. one would take. Wow. And after some this- after some discussion, we transferred a total of seven embryos, including that one, the seven most likely to take, with the doctor saying, don't expect anything. Well, our daughter came out of that. She's eight years old. She's beautiful, wonderful, awesome. And you know what? I guarantee that even at that point, when my attention was being drawn to embryo number 11, that, you know, there was a soul in there. Yeah. And I am firmly convinced that I will meet every one of my children that failed to survive the transfers when I go to heaven. It's a, it's a tremendous story. And um, and I'm sure the left would dismiss it. Everybody who's pro-choice completely dismiss that and, and tell you that you got lucky or or whatever. But I'm sure you feel like that was the spirit telling you, you know, there's there's viability there. Right? I mean, is that what you believe? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's, like in my experience, when there's that kind of a, a, a voice, a push, a prod, mm-hmm. every time I ignore it, I regret it. Yep. I, and when Absolutely. I follow through with it, when I listen, great things happen. And I cannot think of a better time to actually listen to it because I don't always than that day because my daughter is an incredible blessing. She's not luck. She is a blessing, yeah. period. Appreciate it. A great story, Daniel. Thanks for sharing that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. And you know, there's no other explanation. I don't think I, they'll give you other explanations, of course, because especially if they if they're not believers, if they're not Christian, they'll if they're atheists, and many of them are godless animals. Um, they will tell you that you just lucked out, but that's it's just nonsense. And besides, no logic and no reason can sway them from their position on this for for whatever reason. I'm anxious to look at the conversations that our caller a few minutes ago told us about where uh, Steven Crowder just tells people he's pro-life, come here and change my mind, to see if their minds are ever changed during the conversation. Because I'd be surprised if anybody on that side of the argument ever changes their mind. It's, It's... it just embedded in them. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Use that tomorrow, and we'll talk to you again then. Facebook Live. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.